This episode is sponsored by Foulmouths. Foulmouths is a new neighborhood grill and bar specializing in pollo al carbón, clamatos, and spirits with a great outdoor patio located in the heart of central El Paso at 800 North Piedra Street in El Paso, Texas. Please follow Foulmouths' Facebook for updates and additional info. This episode is sponsored by True Colors Tattoo and Salon. True Colors is the most unique, good vibe shop in the city, combining two worlds to help you really express your true colors from the inside out. True Colors is located at 3717 Montana Avenue, El Paso, Texas, 79903. Please follow True Colors on Instagram and Facebook for updates and additional info. Sweet Jesus Radio. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Sweet Jesus Radio. I'm your host, Sweet Jesus. My guest today, super excited. It's been a long time coming, in a sense. Uh, he doesn't know this, but I always thought it'd be cool to have uh, this uh, this man on the show. He recently moved back to El Paso. He hit me up, wanted to be the show, which is even more of a compliment and flattering to myself. This man is, he's a boxer. Maybe an ex-boxer, I don't know, I'll help him clarify it. He's an entrepreneur. He's a good friend of mine. He's a mover and shaker. He's a real estate dude, a business owner. He used to own a badass gym that I trained at and he doesn't remember. Uh, he's also the facilitator of the American dream. I want to welcome to the show, the homie Rene Armijo. Thank you, thank you. Man, damn bro, what an intro. Yeah, That's, man. Hell Michael yeah, Buffer yeah. ain't got shit on you <laughs> or Bruce Buffer. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and you don't necessarily yeah. have to be that close to the mic as long as you project in that direction but totally up to you all right um but yeah hi man shit <laughs> well let me just i'm gonna dap you up i don't i rarely do this i just fuck man this is my dog right here hell yeah and it's i mean shit i don't know listeners it's gonna be a classic episode i can already feel it we got the rolling rocks flowing uh i lately have been trying to my sweet spot for the length of the shows is like you know hour hour 10 but i don't know man this might this one might go long <laughs> in, a, in a good way though like you know what i'm saying I hope There's a so. lot to cover. Yeah. And, you know, the, the listeners are in for a treat, man. You know, so. Dude, I, I I told you, you know, I told you earlier, man. I'm so jazzed for this, <laughs> man. <laughs> Damn. I'm going to turn the shit up a little bit. All right. Yeah, man, same here, you know. Fucking pumped. And uh, just to give a quick background, listeners... And feel free to chime in whenever you want. Right now. All right. The, to my knowledge, my recollection, and we're going to get into it in more detail, but the, the history started many years ago. I don't know when it was, early 2000s, I guess, with uh, as far as you kind of coming, like, with heart attack and eye-to-eye thing. And when did all your, when did you start, like, blowing up more with the box and <laughs> shit? Well, let me explain the backstory. So that happened, I guess, early 2000s or something yeah. along those lines. And he, if y'all don't remember, if, if you're younger, uh, there was uh, my man's here. And this is the parts I want to get into because I don't know all the details. But he started blowing up in the boxing, working with uh, De La Hoya. He was in a reality show. We're going to get into all of that. But the homie Architect, right, is, he was the connection to those that don't know also. We, I used to be in a crew called Eye to Eye Productions. Uh, you know, for the, the younger cats, that was the, the biggest hip-hop crew, the illest hip-hop crew, uh, you know. It but, was, um, it was, the 
Remember to speak into the mic. Unless you want to, you can, you can move the mic if you're going to lean in like that or like this if you want. It was the leading force. Like it was just, I don't know. You couldn't, you couldn't talk about hip hop in El Paso yeah, without yeah, yeah. mentioning. Thanks for saying that. So I don't have to give myself compliments <laughs> uh, in our crew. But Architect knew you. I don't know from where. Well, Architect. Not school, I mean, right? Is he a Westside? <laughs> No, but he would, but he would hang out on the west side. Oh, he, you knew like Daryl and them out there. In the exactly, no. Daryl. Exactly. He, he, yeah, he hung out with Daryl, and uh, and he, they hung out with a guy who went who went to to school with me, a guy named Terrell. Yeah. And, and then and then they also knew my cousin Didi. You know my cousin Didi. That sounds familiar as fuck. Didi and her friend, her friend Melanie and. Didi sounds familiar, so um, so not to interrupt you, but just to get uh, <laughs> no, but it's the six degrees of separation, yeah, for and sure. And you went too. to my gym, yeah. <laughs> well, I went to the gym because of that, though. So I'll explain that too. But long story short, listeners, Architect from the Giants, uh, dope ass hip hop crew group. I mean, and part of our crew at Eye Productions. That was the connection. Ernesto's blowing up, so of course, you know that's how I met him. Probably at the very most, probably. Talked to you, I don't even remember, but dapped you up a few times, yeah. said what's up, because there was just so much going on, and, you know, I kind of just lay in the cut, you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. now I'm there trying to be fucking all in the videos. <laughs> you know where that's from? Like, cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's not me, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe now I'm like that, I don't know. The Source uh, Awards, yeah. Right? <laughs> so I just, like, dap it up, and, like, Tito will handle that shit, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, just wish you the best. All in and all. the videos. Yeah, so I'm just, you know, I'm the type, I'm going to dap you up and wish you the best, but I'm not trying to, like, be all crowding motherfuckers and shit. Uh, and it's weird that, you know, that this is, this is even happening right now. But so then, so then at some point, you know, I personally, I guess, I guess you weren't boxing as much, and we'll talk about that, but I... You open a gym, mm-hmm. Fighter Physique. The ones mm-hmm. the, for those that don't know, so we're talking some history here. <laughs> yes, and I'm just giving the quick little layout of what we're going to talk about. Fighter Physique. I joined the gym specifically because oh, that's the homies because I was looking for a gym. Mm-hmm. So I go, oh, that's the homies. If I'm going to give somebody money, I'm going to give it to the homie. Thank you, thank you. And I would, and I used to work at ADP, so it was like on the way home. You know, it was it worked out? It worked out. Yeah, man. man, that was a good spot. That's where too. I learned my jujitsu <laughs> and my Muay Thai. <laughs> You know, for a few months. And, and somebody I, felt the wrath of those lessons. A couple of people, yeah. A couple yeah, yeah. people. I wish I would have known that shit long ago because I, <laughs> I've been in way more fights without the training. than. A, but, I mean, that's the thing with the training. Even a little bit of training helps because I wasn't there for years, but I trained for, like, a few months. And that alone is, like, helps if you just, like, learn some basics. Oh, yeah. And uh, But, yeah, that, that doesn't mean you can try to challenge me to a fighter, right, listeners? <laughs> I'm an old man. I'm out of shape. It's yeah. not a challenge. Yeah. So there was that, and then I stopped going. Then I guess you kind of fell off the face of the earth, or as far as social media goes, I don't know. Who, I, me? Yeah, I guess you oh. were out of town. I, I didn't have oh, you yeah? on my page. I don't know what happened. I don't uh, know. So yeah, man, so we'll get into it, man. Uh, so now you're back. You hit me up, yes. like I said. Talk about your background a little bit. Well, I guess it, it all does, it all does uh, I don't know, stem from boxing. Um Where'd you grow up? In the West? Yeah, in the West. Yeah, I'm a West. I'm a West, but I'm not a rich kid. (laughs) Yeah, that was the perception, right, back in the days? Yeah, you know. um, Coronado? uh, Yeah, Coronado, 2002 graduate. Uh, Damn, coming up on 20 20 years. Getting old, dog. Hell yeah. But, um, 
So yeah, it was right around high school. Like I don't, I, I kind of like boxed off and on since I was thirteen, and then which gym? Various, various gyms. I'd, I'd probably been to a lot of them. Really? Well, I mean, can you name some of them so we can shout them out? Just yeah, like I mean, San Juan gym, of course. Of course but, but San Juan is unique. Excuse me. San Juan is unique in that that's got. I mean, what was it? What's oh man. Gassy, gassy. Yeah. And rolling rocks. What it, what is San Juan right now is not it's not the the original San Juan. You know, they demoed that and and and, and built what's there now. It's like mm-hmm. a it's a more modern building, more eco friendly and whatnot. Yeah. But the old San Juan was rich with like I don't know, dude. Grimier, it, huh? Yeah, grimier. It was like it was like, you know, perfect for a Rocky Balboa movie. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. was like it was like that and it had a mural of legendary boxer Salvador Sanchez, and that mural was like famous. I don't know, yeah. and that, that was San Juan Gym, bro. And uh, but you know, it, they yeah. got demoed and they built something else new. So I was, I was, um, I guess, privileged enough that I got to experience both gyms, the yeah. old one and the new one. TNT also. I've heard of that one. Yeah. They were at some projects on the. Like I think the lower valley yeah. or the far east side, but but they had a boxing gym in those in those projects and they were fucking tough kids, angry uh, kids. Yeah, <laughs> but I ended up Fuck training the side. most. Yeah, I ended up training the most at the Carolina Rec Center, which is mm. in the lower valley. Hell yeah! Uh, but yeah, there were never there was never gyms that trained you to be competitive on the west side when I was. Yeah. You know, when I was of, of that age. So from a very young age, I was driving. You had to make that drive. Of course, I I, I, I frequented the Armijo Boxing Center in yeah. the Barrio, of course. Are you um, related to those fuckers or not? I shouldn't distantly, say fuckers, my bad. <laughs> you distantly, are, though? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. yeah. I always wondered, because that's not a common name. No, <laughs> no, dude. It's, um, oh, it's cool. Fun fact, listeners. Fun fact. <clears throat> fun fact, listen up. People don't even know if they're not from the hood it's or if they're not old. <laughs> Armijo. That's some there's a, there's shit. A, there's a... You don't know. There's like a small town that's named Armijo outside of Albuquerque. I oh, really? think it is. So, so uh, you know, my I guess my on my father's on my father's side, like my aunts and my uncles and my father and my, and my grandparents are from Juarez. You know, yeah. But my thinking is that uh, I don't know that name Armijo. It's and there's way more Armijos in New Mexico than really? than out here. Way more, yeah. Hmm. So I think that, like, you know, that's where my people are from. But see, they did. It's not like it's not like there was a, a moment where they were in Mexico and made their way up to New Mexico and that. No, dude, that was all Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the border crossed. Yeah, yeah. You know, my ancestors, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my yeah. ancestors didn't cross the border. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, hit, we hit it first. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you have uh? Did you have both parents growing up? I did. I did. Yeah, man. It's funny you should mention that because they just recently got divorced. They <laughs> did. It, yeah. Holy shit! And yeah. just listeners, today's May tenth, Mexican Mother's Day. You just came from having dinner with your mother, right? Yes. And they yeah. just recently got divorced. Oh man. I don't know. Is that good or bad? I don't know. But talk about that, man. Um. Not the divorce. I'm just saying your parents, your relationship with your parents. Uh, I'm man. always fascinated by that shit. 
Yeah, you know, I was very fortunate enough to have a very good relationship with both my parents and growing up in a in a mother and father household. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, still though, you know, uh, I got my issues. Like they they instilled their issues <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you got both daddy and mommy issues. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Who was the one that got you into boxing? Your dad, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is he a big yeah. like? Is he like a big boxing guy, or is he just like yeah. sports in general? No. Nah, because there's some guys that are encyclopedias of that shit. You know he's encyclopedia. He's that dude. Oh, he's oh, yeah. Yes. I like that, him that's literally what they would call him growing up as a kid. Encyclopedia, and, and and I'm not and I'm that same way. Yeah. I'm that same way, yeah, and you know your shit. And 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 I got the encyclopedia for cage fighting too, as I like to call it. Yeah, MMA. I've always liked that term, cage fighting. Cage fighting more raw. Yeah, dude. Yeah, MMA sounds more PC or something. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, this is cage fighting. It's cage. It's funny because it's more technical, I guess. You know, you know the count. Michael Bisbing, who, by the way, has his very own successful podcast as well. Yeah. But anyway. He's got one with, he's got one with uh, the homie uh, Louis J. Gomez uh, together. That's right. That's I'm right. just listening to him right now because Louis J. Gomez has multiple podcasts. He's the one. Oh, I don't Check know. him out. It's, it's really offensive it shit. <laughs> all right. It's all right. really bad. <laughs> Legion well, of Skanks. Anyways, continue. Shout out to well, Louis J. Gomez. Uh, he. Remember to talk in front of the mic. Yeah, well, I forgot what I was going to say now. So. Uh, about Bisping. <laughs> Yeah, something. Bisping said something. And, Cage fighting. Oh, yeah, Bisping. Success uh, story. He was talking about some tweet or something that somebody said about cage fighting, and he was like, hey, man, that's a, that's a, that's a, you know, archaic phrase. We don't use that word anymore. Oh, he, like, he doesn't like that? Like, now nah, he thinks that's too savage. I'm like, that's exactly that's the, what yeah, it is, though, yeah, man. Yeah. It's it, Motherfuckers you know, beating the shit out of each other and shit. Like, dude, they said they they said that the origins you're of literally that in a shit cage. were yes, <laughs> locked them in a cage. This is cage Roman fighting. Shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. yeah. Let's not you know sweeten it. It's not a uh, sugarcoat it. Exactly. Uh, I've always liked that term, and I because of course you know the people that don't know is like yeah, do you like uh, UFC? They call it because yeah, they yeah, just they, don't know. They don't know, which is fine. But I say I say cage fighting. Like I don't say MMA because there's still some. Even though it's blowing up, there's still a lot of people that don't know what MMA is. Yeah. So I say cage fighting. They oh that shit already. They know yeah, what that means. They like, know what that means. That's yeah, right, yeah, yeah. dude. We ain't talking no Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, this, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is uh this is the real deal. Yeah. Hey man, that motherfucker. He, he's missing an eye. Bisping. Yeah, dude, and he won the championship yeah. like that, man. His That's, story is crazy. That dog. is, dude. That is. That Even though like, it's kind of like a lucky, not fully lucky, but, you know, the fact that he got that far in the twilight of his career is nuts. Yes, they need to make a movie about that with Russell Russell Crowe as Michael Bisping. Just like oh, he did Cinderella Man, you yeah, know? But, you'll be too old by <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, but I'd, it'd still be, be badass. <laughs> that fool, I used to be against him because I used to watch him in Tough, uh, The Ultimate Fighter. Oh, yeah. And I was like, fuck this fool. And, you <laughs> well, know, you got to pick a favorite. Yeah, He's this course. cocky British dude. But then over the years, he came out on MMA Junkie, uh, MMA podcast uh-huh. that I really don't listen to anymore, but I used to listen to a lot. And he was just a, being a regular dude, you know, instead of being like a fucking douchebag. You know, it's a character sometimes you got <laughs> yeah, for marketing yeah. purposes, for of fighting, course, it's the fighting. Of course. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this guy. So I was just more, not a hardcore fan, but I was, I didn't hate him anymore. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, back to, back to Rene. <laughs> uh, okay, so at what point did you st- describe like you, uh, you know, because of course for the sake of time, that's why I was like, it might be a two hour episode. Yeah, but yeah. How do you, 
how do you start coming up in boxing and then start ex- go segue into how you really like get into the old De La Hoya thing just kind of oh, God. just go into detail fuck the time you know what I mean All but right. just you're winning you're winning I don't know how you know I wasn't there but amateur stuff break yeah. all that shit down and don't don't leave stuff out just okay just all go right. with it if if i need to like redirect the conversation or maybe i'll tell you all right but all right just i want i'm a nerd man okay and i like to to hear all the shit you know what i mean all right yeah there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of segues because i'm gonna talk about experiences that i had with with specific people uh-huh. who if you don't know who they are you don't understand the yeah. impact of how yeah that's you know, fine that's fine um, this is for some people might know and you know that's what we're here for man all right, all right. it's nerd out on some boxing shit <laughs> all right so uh so i always thanks to thanks to my dad i mean he didn't he'd never force anything on me he just introduced me to this sport yeah you know that's cool he would watch it and i'd be with him watching it along with him you know and uh and so that's how you know that's his that's just how it came up cheers and he he supported me in in trying you know every sport i played a little bit of football like peewee leagues i played with the west side cowboys and uh (laughs) i was when the cow when the dallas cowboys actually won a game or two (laughs) back in the days days with michael irvin and troy aikman and emmett smith oh my god we're taking it this year dog (laughs) (laughs) are you a cowboys fan yeah oh yeah same here but anyway so um I played football. I played football, basketball, and track in in junior high oh, school. Yeah, and um, and then like um, one of the summers, it was the first time that I was actually able to sign up for a boxing match because okay. I'd always wanted to. When I knew I could, I knew it existed. I just never knew where I could sign up, and there wasn't no Google back then. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking uh, yeah. the nineties. Kind of know somebody. Yeah, this is ninety. Form to fill out and shit. This must have been like 95, 94, right. 95, because I was 13. Because you're about eight years younger than me, all right? So yeah. yeah. And right. Uh, so, I, you know, I, 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 met the, I met this dude who, who, was re- who had a boxing team registered and was going yeah. was, was to take him to a fight. I'm like, I'm in, bro. I'm in. Get yeah. me, like, sign me up. Like, yeah. you know, uh, it, it wasn't a thing of my parents. They didn't discover it for me. I discovered it. I was just like, yeah. Dad, sign that's this cool, little man. piece of paper, and I'm boxing in two Saturdays from that's now, a, you know, or something. That's, you know? A, that's a big deal, <laughs> man. That's, uh, but it speaks to, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I wasn't living with you, but I'm saying <laughs> to some degree, it speaks to the two-parent home, good parents, because you kind of had a little bit of confidence to say something. Yeah. Whereas me, I would, I wanted to do certain things. Well, for one, I was raised by my parents, <laughs> but uh, I was so shy and you know low self-esteem that I wouldn't speak up ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I missed out on a lot of shit. I would have, I would have loved to fucking box. Dog. But uh, yeah, I'll continue. All right. Um... Move the mic if you have to, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just right, making a note. All right, all right. Uh, he's one of the, one of the few that, that listens. He's got notes. <laughs> I tell all these fuckers write notes, and then they don't. Afterwards, they're like, "I forgot to say this and that." I told you, motherfucker, be ready. Um, so I got I got signed up for that for that fight, 
It was all the way out in, in Socorro, and it was just a trip, brother. It was weighing, yeah. I had to weigh in, had to, you know, have, have a little doctor check me, and then and then I had this little book with a picture of me. It looks like a passport. It's called a passport, actually. Oh, and, and then they mark down, like, you know, your blood pressure, whatever, make sure cool. you're, you're okay. Yeah, there's and all then, these regulations. And yeah, and then after the fight, you know, you step down from the ring. They they put the little flashlight in your eye. Dude, little kids, bro, as little as eight years old. You know, they got to cool. they got to check on. I them. never knew that. And then uh, and then if the, if they're okay, they check the little book. And then win or lost, they check that little book, and then and then you're out of here. And if you don't have, dude, that was always a thing, dude. Showing up to the Wayans and oh, I forgot my book. Like, uh, <laughs> you got to get that back. Like you you know you don't even weigh in if you don't yeah, have a little yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no but, smartphones back then. <laughs> exactly. But I, I liked I liked football also. I liked the team yeah, yeah, the, the, liked those sports. So when when the, when school came back around, I would stop boxing and then I would play football. You like contact shit. Like all no, all rough and tumble no, cause, boys. Because <laughs> I did track. I did yeah, track yeah. and field and, and, and that was in contact. Funny story though, the reason why I did track was because we were at Moorhead Middle School. And when you signed up for the track team, you would run to Coronado and, oh, really? and practice on the track there. And there was like, I don't know, dude, I don't know if she, she was a year or two older, maybe a year older. I don't remember, I don't remember exactly what, but I signed up, basically I signed up track to look at her, dude. In the, I don't in the blame you. Track and back to my point, you got the contact sports. You were in track for that reason. Don't lie to me, Renee. Yeah, well. I can read people. <laughs> I know there's a reason you were in track. Yeah. I just didn't pinpoint it. But I don't blame you. Uh, so, I still do stuff like that. That was in middle school. And then in high school, I went to Coronado. And motherfuckers thought they were in that movie Friday Night Lights and shit. So <laughs> it was very important to play football. So. I signed up. We played on the freshman squad, and uh, we went like fucking zero win, like zero wins and three losses. And I was really frustrated. And you know, the coaches said that I was like a like a, a poor sport, or you know, like, like being negative. You know? Yeah, and I'm just like, and then you just hate uh, losing, motherfucker. Yeah, man. You know, it's like what do, what do, what, what, do we, what do we show up for? You know, yeah. and and what uh, were you doing specifically that made him say that though? There was mean? a reason he said that, or he just came at you out of nowhere. There's a reason he said what? Where he was claiming he was telling you you're some sort of bad sport, or uh, well, yeah, dude, because you know, did you say something, or yeah, he had a certain body language to you? Yeah, yeah, um, like he pulled he pulled me out and uh, showing too much emotion he, he on pulled, the field. He pulled me out saying that I was, you know playing poorly oh, okay. and they put me in with this other guy who's like a complete doofus and i'm like dude you're just you're just fucking with me yeah, no, no way this guy yeah like unquote. i'm just like you know what dude fuck this these guys the, these guys they were the freshman squad they don't give a shit and sure enough dude the damn i i quit bro i quit that day and went to the boxing gym the very next day and oh, that yeah, football oh, team yeah. didn't win a single damn game that that <laughs> you know and 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 uh that's hilarious yeah dude so so that was when it that was when when you're a free thinker when yeah that was when the shit got serious with boxing that's when i that's when i started competing in the golden gloves and then there's three levels there's there's the junior olympic which is 16 i think like 16 years and younger or something like that 
And then there's the novice that's 16 years and older but has less than 10 fights. So you're a novice. And then there's open class when you're when you're over 16 yeah. and you've had over 10 fights. And that means you can fight anybody, anybody. Those guys that fight in the Olympics, that's open class yeah. amateur boxing. So uh, by this time I was like 17, but I only had like a handful of fights because I would go play football. I would go mm. and then have a fight and then I would go play. So... Uh, my, Oh, excuse me. Jay <laughs> Chico's talking. Oh, Julio's, huh? I, I bet you, you ate yeah, some Julio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell it over here, Oh, dog. shit. <laughs> the green chicken enchiladas, huh? No, hell no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I would fight in the Golden Gloves, and, you know, I won in the novice class nice. because, of, because I didn't have enough fights. And then... Uh, the next year, I went around and fought in the Golden Gloves in the open class, and that means that if I if I beat everybody in El Paso, I was going to Fort Worth Damn. and fight everybody from Texas. And then if I beat everybody there, then I was the champ of Texas. Damn. And that was in two thousand two. Yeah, that was in two thousand two. That exactly that happened. And that shit. And you did do that? Did you beat everybody? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Let me that, say this. I'm gonna stop you real quick. I don't know you that well. <laughs> you know, we hung out the other day. We'll talk about that too. But listeners, this is uh, this guy's one of the nicest guys I know. <laughs> it's a, that's a weird thing to like. I'm gonna get into fighting. I want to beat the shit out of people. Hell yeah! So to me, it's like you have uh, the reason you got good at it. Just to, I don't want to. I don't mean to oversimplify it, but just for the sake of time, you may not be like as mean, dude. You, but you have a, you're, you know, you're a dude. You like sports, but don't take it the wrong way. You have a, a nerd approach to it, like you're solving a puzzle. Yeah. Because you are, I can tell you are a nerd, and I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, a cerebral approach to the shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. But also, it's gonna be fun to punch them in the face, also. But there's a cerebral yeah. approach to shit, as opposed <laughs> to like most guys are just aggro. I'm gonna get into cage fighting and boxing. <laughs> You're like, I want to box because it's fun and it's, in, you know, but there's like, you don't have a lot of necessarily emotion into it. Maybe some, but you have a cerebral approach to it. That's my guess. Because you're, you're a nerd, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know you are. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the cerebral approach to it comes more in, in, the, in the actual, you know, technique or yeah. you know the actual you know the, the, you know I don't but you know. don't come across Once as you're... an aggro guy no no gym douchebag type you know no 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 jock type but but continue with the story i don't want to branch out too much so back well, to the beating everybody in fucking texas well yeah yeah but i gotta backtrack because that Go was in 2002 all right that was the year that i graduated high school but in, in the summer of 2001, after I finished my junior year, before I began my senior year of high school, I, I, I stayed in Detroit, Michigan. Really? Detroit, yes. Fuck? Tell that story. All right. <laughs> so um, if, if you look up, I don't know, man, Kronk Boxing, Kronk Boxing Gym, mm -hmm. Emmanuel Stewart. Emmanuel Stewart, yeah. Uh, it's a fucking legend. Yeah. Um, fuck, you know, you see the names he people had, might he not had know. A, yeah, <laughs> sure but basically, 
in the 80s, crunk boxing was a champion factory. And Emmanuel Stewart would train these train these kids in a in a in the basement of like a rec center. Yeah. Where he would turn the heat up. Oh, <laughs> just turn man. the heater up on their asses. It's physical and, and psychological yeah, shit. Yeah, and, ju- and you're just training the heat. Well, you're just training the heat. Yeah. Like, think of hot yoga, but Times boxing, and shit, bro. Yeah. But boxing yoga. And uh, just just drenched, yeah. bro. You're just dripping in sweat. and uh, Dehydrating and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's how you get tough, man. So, so... That's the type, uh, type of shit they probably wouldn't allow nowadays. Uh, <laughs> I do. They still do it. I bet they I'm still sure they do. do. But like the, in football and shit. Well, fucking uh, Tyson. You know who Ty, Well, Tyson Fury. For those who don't yeah, know, yeah. I mean, he's he's become pretty commercial recently. Yeah. He's he's the heavyweight champ of the world. The man. He hired Emmanuel Stewart's nephew to train him in the style of crunk boxing. Nice. So in the summer of two two thousand one, I got the invite to go train with Emmanuel Stewart in Detroit, Michigan, in crunk boxing. How I got that? Because uh, I got to compete at a national tournament in New Orleans, Louisiana, where he where Damn. he was. And I approached him. Uh-huh. I approached him like, yo, can I have your autograph? You know, whatever. Hell yeah, man. And, uh, and uh, he gave me his phone number and his pager. And he was like, call me up. You know, see if you know, see if we can you know, work even, something out. And you can come train with me. Yeah, the pager, bro. Oh, yeah. And uh, so he gave me that, and I'd hit him. I'd hit him up occasionally, but dude, I was like seventeen. Your kid, yeah. Like, yeah. This time, like, this your dad's not helping with any of this stuff. I'm sure he's to some degree, but your mom. Well, I, well, he was just you know keeping along, you know, following along. So there was a. Like, what does this kid get me into? I gotta hit, fly him out to places. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. Well, I'm just kidding. yeah, that's another story, dude. But so. Uh, Emmanuel Stewart also did commentary for the HBO boxing broadcast. Yeah. So there was a there was an HBO event in El Paso, and so Emmanuel Stewart came down. Yeah, what year was this? Oh, this is uh, two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, mm. uh, what was the headliner on that shit? The main event. I, uh, I think Fernando Vargas. Mm. I remember a little bit. Yeah. Shout out to so, my boy De La Hoya. <laughs> Team De La Hoya. <laughs> I have a story about that, but continue. <laughs> Write it down, bro. Write I got it down. It. Yeah, right. I should, I'm going to type it because I'll right. forget, but continue. It's going to be a two hour episode. It's going to so, be a two hour episode, listeners. So Emmanuel Stewart comes to town, You're part of the broadcast. I, I freaking go, you know, I go make sure to go bump into him, and I'm like, yo, man, it's me. Remember from New Orleans? You <laughs> gave me a pager <laughs> number, you know? You never call me back, bro. You're yeah. being a stand, like stand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh shit, Renee, me back. okay, yeah, this yeah, yeah, my bad." <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "What's going on?" And he was like, "All right, look, look, I'm gonna fly you out to Detroit. You know, take a, I don't know, man." He was like, "Take this info down, whatever." This time he made it happen. But check this out. So, I was 17 at the time, and like, yeah, it's Emmanuel Stewart and everything, but like, I was still kind of weirded out like you know what i mean like yeah, you're kidding, you, didn't, you didn't want no michael jackson i'm you know still playing I mean? with gi joe's when i was 17 <laughs> oh you don't want no michael jackson yeah i see what you you're saying no yeah. Michael yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure so uh you gotta be careful so my sure. fucking dad drove me all the way the that's, fuck out there that's bro that's the value of good parents man. yes my dad so we, parents, we took a deadbeat dad and moms <laughs> be good parents man stop fucking around we took a two and a half 
day drive from El Paso yeah, to Detroit, and then my dad drove back by himself. Damn, shouts to your dad. <laughs> yes. You're still good with your dad? You have a good oh, relationship? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shouts to your I dad, was man. with him earlier today. Tell him for me, though. You know, you know, yeah. I've never met him, but tell him for Dude. me. You know, and, and you know what? Props Matt, to him. And so going on to this is still before I won the, the Texas State Golden Gloves. This oh, is really? from my time okay. in Detroit with Emmanuel Stewart. All right. So. I'm with Emmanuel Stewart, fucking legendary Hall of Fame trainer of the, champions. Yeah, uh, by by this time, you know he he had trained all the kids from the Cronk like f- since they were kids, and he, you know he was like a, they 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 all regularly say he was a father figure to them and whatnot. Cool. So he had just reached the point. He's doing commentary on HBO. He's what they call a gun for hire. He's a hired gun. You know when for training. When, for like big names yeah. for like big names dude like yeah, yeah. When shit, he's the guy when shit he's goes, the go-to yeah he's the go-to so super busy now so Chavez had his first loss boom call this hot, hot call change this dude. things up yes. revamp it call um, Emmanuel Stewart exactly dude yeah. uh, um, Chavez first loss like Chavez first loss 89 win Deloya didn't lose but you know he was his performance was criticized yeah. it's hiring Emmanuel yeah. Stewart you yeah, know some people and, uh, and then like um, Lennox Lewis had faced boxers from Emmanuel Stewart on multiple occasions, and one of them even knocked him out, dude. But uh, some, you know, some 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 got freed up or whatever. And Lennox mm-hmm. Lewis hired Emmanuel Stewart for many years. Emmanuel Stewart was his trainer. If you don't know, listeners, look it up, Google it. Yeah, but there's the yeah. ones that do know Emmanuel yeah, Stewart, yeah. the legend. Yes. So I'm in Detroit, Michigan, training with with uh with Emmanuel Stewart and I'm just like asking him all all sorts of questions, making him dizzy, bro. He even straight up asked me nicely one time to just chill the fuck chill out. Fuck out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh But you gotta I, take advantage of the situation too, you know what I'm saying? Like you're you one of the soak things, up that knowledge. Yeah, dude. One of the things he did share with me was I'd ask him about De La Hoya and yeah. I was like, what was it like working with De La Hoya? What's De La Hoya like? What does he eat? What does he do? What does he, see? you know what I'm saying? Does that what? mean you're Everything. a fan of De La Hoya? I'm definitely an admirer. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Was, I've always been a, that's my favorite motherfucker. But, but like, I've hated him too. Yeah. As well, yeah. <laughs> we, can in, we can get into that. <laughs> All right, but. <laughs> that's my dog. But uh, he was like, oh, De La, you know, De La Hoya was great. You know, fucking, he had his, his best performances with me and whatever, but. Oh, he's but but his but his daddy, but it was uh, all it was his daddy. His daddy was an asshole, you know. He was like, "You got a great daddy. You should be you should be appreciative. You got a great daddy." I seen so many of these boxers, man. Their daddy's a piece of shit. Deloitte's daddy was a piece of shit. I need to, I needed to tell him, listen listen here, motherfucker. You can't talk to me like that. I'm a multi-millionaire. Yeah, you know? fucking Manuel Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> you're not doing me no favors. Manuel Stewart, bro. Boxing is. There's so much drama. I'm just like I'm yeah, sure you know anything. It's like in hip hop, just like yeah. there's so much cat fighting, there's so much drama, whatever. And Emmanuel Stewart is a, is a person. Yeah, egos, bro. Emmanuel Stewart is, is a person that not one person in the boxing industry can say a negative thing about. Yeah. So Deloitte's dad was fucking it up. You know, that's yeah. that. You know, it's well, it's it's well documented that Deloitte's dad is a piece yeah. of shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's well documented. I never, I think I met the guy on two occasions. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, like I said, I might adapt it up with him. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I didn't really want to talk to him, and just because, yeah. just because his his uh, reputation precedes him, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, so I, I was in Detroit, dude, and 
I was training the legendary Crown Gym, sweating my ass How off. How long were you there for? Like almost literally, you know, from the day I got out of of, of the last day of the junior year, mm-hmm. just in time to start the first day of senior year oh, the so next summer? day. Yeah. Where'd you so, stay out there? You got an apartment and shit? No, dude, I stayed at Emmanuel Stewart's house, bro. He's oh, got, really? Yes, Did bro. Did everybody stay there, all the fighters? Or just yes, like, yes. Okay. Yeah, bro. He, he had a house. It's with like little little like makeshift rooms, dude. It's yeah. got like like just like, big enough for yeah, a little yeah, yeah. cot, bro. Fucking you know, bunker style. Exactly, bro. Yeah. yeah. So, dude. That's even better. And and, and bro, because all it is, is it's it's almost like a like what a are they called? Fight, train. Yeah. Boom. Back to sleep. Exactly. Dormitories. Rest. It's almost like dormitories. Yeah. And and it's funny because Emmanuel Stewart is deep, or you know, rest in peace. He was very Detroit proud. He was proud of. That's a rugged town. Detroit, yeah, man. But it was but it was one of America's most yeah. you know, lively towns. The you know, motor, Motown, motor the motor city, hell yeah. A lot of uh Hispanics up there too, because of the the auto industry, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, I, I would hang out in this area called Mexican Town of Detroit. Go. And <laughs> you didn't even have to be Mexican just so long as you spoke Spanish. Like <laughs> you, you you were in Mexican town. But so, so you were there for the summer. So I was there for the summer, dude, and I became like Killer, oh, that's where bro. you go. Like. Killer, killer, bro. Just killer. Yeah. I became a killer, bro. It was just everything was on point, bro. I was like, I was like Neo when he realized, <laughs> you know, he was the <laughs> one. Like, I just together, see the shit. punches coming at me in slow motion. Yeah. And just so, yeah, I came, I came, I came back and just was like buzzsaw, buzzing through people. Boom, 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 boom. Texas State champion. Next, next, boom, next. boom, boom, boom. And that was particularly nerve-wracking, bro, because it's tournament style. Yeah. And I, I got a, a bye on the first night, which is good and bad. Good in that you don't have to fight that night. You, you get to chill. But bad is harder somehow. Right? Well, no, not really. But, but, but it's just like, oh, uh, that. That anticipation, uh, bro. That an- that yeah, anxious. You got to skip a week oh, or whatever. God, yeah. So, but everybody on the El Paso team that didn't get a buy that fought that night lost, bro. Oh, so, sure. uh, so we're all so all of us, boom, 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 boom. We're out. And then I don't know who, so how many of us fought. Just like the damn T-Birds, damn T-Birds, bro. Football team, out yeah, exactly. There, so I don't know how many of us fought the next day, but I was on there, and whoever else fought lost too. So I was like the last hope, bro to win and uh and the guy that i was fighting was from san antonio and he was a tall skinny motherfucker yeah and um you know for people that don't know tall skinny motherfuckers are tough in boxing because they got that reach you can just jab the fuck out of you the reason the reason they're in your same weight class is just because they're skinny but doesn't mean that they're weak, like they're no. usually tall, skinny like dudes. Crack the hardest, bro. Yeah, fuck, exactly. They got power, some of them. Exactly, bro. So, and El Paso had lost all their damn matches. San Antonio had won all of their damn matches. So it's the team going up. You know, the team that hasn't won <laughs> one yet going up against the team that has won them Story all. Story of El Paso's life. I put a whooping on this fool, dude. I gave him a boxing lesson because. I could just tell by the way he was warming up and like, you know, how he was tall and skinny that he was going to come at me real hard. So I was just like, I, you know, I'm mad at Dory. Let him walk you know? into some shit. I, I, Tricked no, him some yeah, shit. I just, I just kind of, I would sidestep him. Yeah. I would counter him. I would frustrate him. And he would get, he got tired, you know, 
And and then mm-hmm. once he got tired, I was able to, to take over, that. dude. Just take over. You had a bad game plan. Yeah. And okay. then, so that was it, dude. I was the first El Paso to win for the team. And the last one still alive in the tournament. <laughs> and I picked off the first one from San Antonio. And um, the El Paso coach dude told me, he was like, Renee, you're the fucking champion. That was probably the hardest guy. And you, and you just picked him off. The next guy I had already beat, this, really? guy, this guy from Odessa, hmm. a guy from Odessa who came to El Paso for some, you know, they call it a smoker. A smoker means it's a, it's a boxing match, but it's not tournament. Like, it has no, you know, doesn't no bearing. Yeah, it as doesn't far as really the record, count. But I mean, it fight. counts in your little book, but it's still a fight, yeah, but yeah. there's no consequences for Whether winning or losing it like okay. there is in a tournament. I gotcha, I gotcha. In the amateurs, it's all about the tournaments, bro. Yeah. So... Uh, I wonder why they call it a guy, smoker, though. That's <laughs> weird. Yeah, for real. I think. You, do you know why they call it? People I, are smoking. It's just like some underground no, I mean, shit. I imagine just because it's just like poof. It it's doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a smoker. It right, right, doesn't right, matter. Right. Puff of smoke. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. so I fought this dude in a smoker. I whooped his ass. I believe I TKO'd him. I don't remember. Nice. But, you know, this is this is semifinal nights because I, I, I didn't have to fight that first night with that first win that I got. I'm already in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if I win that, I'm in the finals. So I'm fighting homeboy who I already KO'd or TKO'd from Odessa. I was like, I'm knocking this fool out in the first round so I can be like well rested for yeah, the final. Yeah, that's big. And and my my you know the rest of the guys from Paso were like, Renee, don't be cocky, whatever. And I'm like, I know, I know. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to, to be cocky, but but I fought this dude shit. already. Yeah. I was like, I fought this dude already. I stopped him before. I'm gonna stop him this time faster. You're just saying what the goal is. You're not yeah. being cocky. It's like, my goal is to end them quick so I can rest. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Being efficient. Exactly. Trying to, shit out trying to manifest it. Exactly. You know so we go out, dude. And, and Texas State Golden Gloves, bro, it's so nerve-wracking because it's like in a in in a arena the size of like, a, I don't like know. John Haskins or smaller? Or smaller, way smaller, kind of, way smaller. Like a... Like the equestrian center? center. Do you know which one the equestrian center is? No. Nah. Fuck. Here? Yeah. Oh, you mean like uh, Coliseum shit? It's next to the Coliseum. Yeah, the it's one. Kinda, yeah, yeah. It's like I where mean, they have the bull rides and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's smaller. Yeah, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a tough man but contest there once. Okay. Well, it's still. It's still sizable. It's still a couple thousand yeah. people, bro. Yeah. And and for the like Texas State Tournament, bro, they, they show up, bro. Yeah. They show up. And so... Uh, like you, you, you gotta be. You gotta be like in the back, or you know, like already, already taped up with your boots on and everything, and you're just taped up. And and they have these just these these rows of chairs, and in each row there's only two chairs, mm. and that's the opponents, bro. <laughs> so you're going through the you're going through the line, bro, with your opponent next to you yeah. this whole damn time, so bro. <laughs> Super. <laughs> Super awkward. Super awkward. You just kind of, you know, you, you know. I'm gonna push him. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, and then and then you just, and then you start talking like, fuck it, like, hey man, well, how many of these you been to, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you fought so and so. Oh shit, really? Did you win? <laughs> you know? No, nah, they robbed me. Oh, you know, whatever. <laughs> know, you know? Right, yeah, and, uh, yeah dude, it's super awkward, bro. It's super nerve wracking. <laughs> it's super stressful. Like, but you just. Just go through it, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like every time before every fight, dude, I would get so nervous, and yeah. and you just and I would just ask myself, I'm like, okay, so what, dude? 
am I gonna quit? You know, am, no. I, am I am I gonna say, hey, you know what? I don't want to fight anymore. Like, of, of course not. We're already here. So you're already here, so you just kind of. That's what I hate when, uh, <laughs> just real quick to interrupt when when people talk about obviously not necessarily uh you know organized boxing, but you know us guys get together or whatever after party or whatever, getting drunk, talking shit, talking about our street fight. <laughs> I hate when motherfuckers say, and I'm not I'm not in their mind. Maybe they're I don't know, but. You know, you have, they have to answer like, oh, man, quote, unquote. If you ask them, do you, are you afraid of fighting? Or do you get afraid or do you get scared? And people say, no, no. Like, dude, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, that shit's, it's, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not afraid per se, but the street fights that I've been in, I'm nervous. <laughs> once the, once the, the blows start flying, the fists start flying, then it all goes away. But building up says shit man anything can happen especially yeah. in a street fight so I hate when motherfuckers <laughs> are like no man you know I'm not, I'm not scared man. Like, <laughs> it doesn't mean you're a pussy man you're a human it's a normal emotion you know what I'm saying so so even boxers even MMA fighters like yeah walking up to that fucking ring yeah. fuck yeah Hell not yeah, afraid dude. of your opponent per se but just it's nerve wracking yep. it's anxiety all this yep. shit there's people yelling screaming yep. so and nowadays, you got the smartphones. You're in a street fight. If you get knocked the fuck, you, you end up on the internet. Hell that's yeah. my biggest fear. That's oh why I don't even fight God. no more. Because <laughs> there was a value and a beauty to like, you know, you fight. You, if you lose, you lose. And that's it. But now, shit, that, it's going to be on the internet. You're you get laid a out. Gift. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I don't want to fight no more. <laughs> but, fuck all that, dude. I've been, I've been blessed enough to, to win. <laughs> but, but anyways, continue. So walking up, you end up fucking destroying this guy, right? Or... Did you say that earlier? Uh, the guy from Odessa? Yeah. yeah. Is that the semifinals? Yeah, the, the semifinal, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to stop this dude in the first round. I'm going to stop this dude in the first round. And hell yeah, dude. I stopped it in happened? the first round. Hell yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. I manifested that yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. So I stopped him the first round. And, 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 I, and, I, and I didn't even, you know, I didn't like. Exert a lot of energy? Or? Yeah. It, yeah. It wasn't like I went and I rushed him, yeah. you know. I. I was, I was just Matrix. patient. Yeah, I Matrix. was like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm just. You already had him psychologically. Be, you already beat yeah, him once. Exactly. So, boom, dude. I, I dude, it was. Excuse me. Damn. Good one. Good one. <laughs> it was one That's shot. Salsa. It was one shot. It was a fifty-fifty punch, meaning that. If you miss, you might counter. No, no, no. It's not even fifty-fifty. I guess I should say two hundred percent because I said fifty-fifty. In at your first favor? Because, <laughs> yeah. I okay. said 50-50 at first because it was 50% my punch and the other 50% his face coming at it. Co coming, oh, coming at shit, it. But I, my favorite. <laughs> but I guess you could say it was 200 because it was two. Yeah, it was two it's not 50-50. Yeah, that's and 200, yeah. I just, and I knew he was coming. The momentum of both. And boom, dude, just right on his nose, dude. And I swear it went. And I was like, I did it. like a fucking like, I did it. And, and he stepped back. And in amateur boxing, we're amateurs. We're not getting paid anything. We're and we're yeah. the kids. So uh, he ste he stepped back, and I saw the ref look at him, and stop him I knew the ref was going to stop amateur. it. Like yeah. yeah, like you know, I could have I could have maybe rushed him and got a couple more shots in, but I, I was still, like I, would I still knew, always do that. Though. I knew <laughs> I knew I knew it was I knew it was done. Yeah. Like, and, and but it looks uh, cooler when you don't when you don't rush. Like oh, it's over. But it's not it's Walk not like off. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, I just. I just, I just. Why like, did you? I saw, let's I saw let's explore that. I will, Why didn't you fucking rush him? Because because this is the. I energy. connected. I connected. I felt. I felt the connect. You were confident with it. 
I felt the connect, and I saw, and I and I saw him stumble back, and and, and I'm saying when when it connected, I saw the, yeah. I saw like almost a, it was literally almost a little splash, and I saw him stumble back, and his, the, the the stumble that he did was enough space for the ref to kind of step, so the ref came into my view, and I was just like, this is done. Oh, okay, so done. you saw a ref kind of give yeah. a certain. No, the ref wasn't gonna step in. I just I just saw that he got close enough, and I saw the ref look at him. Because I'm so paranoid. I mean, I've only done street fights. So I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't give a fuck if he looks done. I'm, I want to murder this person. <laughs> I want to murder them. <laughs> well, there were times where I did get the a couple shots in with the guys with the guys hands down like he nice. was out and got him against the ropes like Good. yeah dude like those are the best ones too. Those are, those are fun. <laughs> well you feel bad afterward believe I it or not i never feel bad well, well i'm only talking about street fights yeah you're talking about street fights <laughs> no, yeah. i would never feel bad even if it was an organized fight you do dude like if somebody's swinging on me i don't fuck that <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's weird i don't know that's why i say that's why i specified earlier you're not a a full killer and, and that's just me, my limited, <laughs> for you to feel bad. Nah, I, that's how I know you You have a nerd approach to this shit. Well. And I that's do. not a diss. It's just a, that's yeah. my perception of it. Yeah, well, I never boxed, you know, to to beat people's asses. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can do that in the street. I got both know? parents. I don't have to unleash my <laughs> anger and shit. I just, this is fun. I, it's fun. I want to get good boxed, at it. I boxed, bro, and, and, it, and it was dumb, really. Like, I, I really I really dropped dropped the ball and, and missed out on some money making opportunities but i'm not you know from boxing I, yeah boxing absolutely. made you miss stuff or no or i just you, I, from the boxing you i dropped yeah, yeah i had opportunities from the boxing yeah. that that i that i totally totally missed out on but i only boxed bro for like you know what what i you know what i would say was i wanted the glory you know what i'm saying we're deep <laughs> we got a lot of time we gotta we gotta, we gotta jump forward all right, all right okay okay so now get into the because for the sake of time because i already yeah, knew this was gonna happen <laughs> yeah, but i like it uh oh how the fuck do you get into the whole de la hoya shit dog try well, to just give us the intro for the listeners but then get into detail but yeah because we're 48 minutes in or okay all right well uh it's gonna be a two-hour episode. I had won the Texas State Golden Gloves. I had I had a few more amateur fights and tournaments, and and uh, I didn't make the Olympics, so I just decided to turn pro. Turn pro in 2004. Had my first fight in New Mexico. Um, beat this fool's ass. I weighed in at 145 pounds for my first pro fight in 2004. I'm gonna interrupt uh, you real quick. Back up a little bit or move the mic. Like, cause, cause you, you're, you're moving in front of the mic. I did. You're talking. Like <laughs> <laughs> so right, either, right, either back right. up or move the mic. Move. All right, all right, all right. My bad. All right. So, I had my well, first. I want you to sound good because we're recording history here. Yeah. I had my Con- first pro fight in in New Mexico, like in a casino outside of Albuquerque, uh, and uh, you know, I I hate to I hate to. I hate to say this, I hate to ad- admit this, but I, you know, like I had broken up with my high school sweetheart, oh, and then I, the, then like I was also feeling some kind of way, but also that first profile was in January, and I felt like we were like well along in the year, and I hadn't fought again yet, so I just went to L.A. <laughs> oh, shit. I figured like, you know, Golden Boy Promotions is out there. Golden Boy Promotions was just brand new. It was Deloitte's yeah, yeah, boxing yeah, yeah. company. Uh-huh. Like, Golden Boy Promotions is out there. There's boxing every weekend out there. Like, Let's you go. know, I, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I, go. I've Let's got, go. I know somebody out there. I can crash out with them while I while I get on my feet. 
So, boom, I'm just going to go go to L.A. Yeah, so yeah. I went to L.A., crashed out with my homie. He was a student at, uh, at um, USC. I was he was a student, at, yeah, he was a student at USC. Yeah, because, you know. Is I, he I known out here? Is he from El Paso? He is, but he's not. He's not known out here. What's no, his name? Man. His name is David. Give him a shout out. Yeah, you'll give him a shout out. Hey, asshole, dude. He doesn't listen, bro. He, no, fuck that David. Don't I'm a, that fool don't answer my phone calls. He don't answer my my messengers. And I'm gonna take back my shout out. <laughs> fuck David. Don't, I, <laughs> no, no, but I'm but I'm nah, forever. I'm, I'm ever. I'm forever grateful to David because he let me crash out on his yeah. couch when I when I went out to L.A. And uh, when I was in L.A., I got a job as a personal, personal like fitness trainer because that's, that's what I that's what that was my thing. That's what I did when I was in El Paso at EP Fitness. Shout right. out! And so you have uh, all other thing I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so uh, just made you know did some searches because there was internet at this time, but yeah. you know, it wasn't it wasn't all hype, dude. I would pr- dude to get around to L.A., dude. I would print out Map Yahoo Quest. Map, Map Quest, dude, <laughs> yeah. and drive around like that. It was yeah, to print them out. It was yeah, horrible, yeah. dude. I got lost so many times. But anyway. That's first world problems for us. Jesus, <laughs> but yeah, L.A. is crazy, yeah. though. Yeah. L.A. is, is nuts, though. Dude, to go from to it's go from nuts. El Paso to L.A. is it's like nuts, dog. crazy, dude. They're driving 80 miles an hour in a slow lane, dog. Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. No, actually, no, because there's so much traffic, bro. Yeah. There's so much but traffic. But there's certain, depending where you're at. But yeah, in, in most areas, there's also like bumper to bumper. It takes you like five hours to get to somewhere where it normally takes you half an hour. Well, continuing, yeah, you know, in doing my research, I found I found this place. It was like a rec center that that De La Hoya had bought because it's like where he trained to go to the Olympics, and they were going to shut it down or something like that. But he yeah. bought it, so it was the it was Oscar De La Hoya Youth Center, and okay. I was like, all right, dude, that's where I'm going to go. You know, my goal out there was to meet up with Oscar De La Hoya yeah. <laughs> yeah. again, dude. Manifest, bro. Uh, yeah. So it's gonna be the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, started going there and um, uh, started training there and started asking questions and was like, "Oh fuck, bro! I just realized I skipped a, I just skipped like another related thing with with my boy <laughs> David <What>? Rodriguez." <laughs> with, oh. There's some infamy. Before that, there's some infamy, but uh, like before uh, that. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's jump back. Let's jump back. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's worth mentioning that be- that before I went out to Cali, I did consult with David Rodriguez because mm-hmm. he had a contact out there. He had a trainer out Real there. Real quick, tell the listeners who that is. For those that don't know, I know who it is. But. David Rodriguez was a El Paso heavyweight contender. The man, the man was a beast. Yeah, the man was like thing, man. six. I don't know why, man. Like six three, six four. Yeah, six six. Man, I'm saying like maybe six four, six five. Man. Two hundred forty pounds, like <clears throat> you know, at, at two forty, like pretty pretty in shape. Um, fast as lightning, bro. Just cinder blocks for fists, man. That fool would just drop these fools like flies. But nice. he, he plateaued. He plateaued. On the point and just was just fought steady bombs, bro. Just bomb, bomb after bomb after bomb, like never really advancing, and it was, I don't know, just really big, really big disappointment. And he didn't like my <laughs> my. I didn't even say that, bro. He didn't even say that, but he didn't like my critiques of him. I didn't even <laughs> critique him. I didn't even critique him like I just did right now. 
I was on KLAQ. I was on Q. That's <laughs> one of his spots. Right? Yeah, I was on KLAQ, <laughs> and uh, and they and they and they asked me about David, and, and their exact or their somewhat exact phrasing was like, "So Renee, you know, David's gonna fight this weekend, you know." And they said, "You know, he he says he says that after this fight, then he's really gonna, you know." blow up you know kick it up a notch yeah. or something like that and i just said that's awesome man i really hope so because that's not the first time he said that <laughs> just i just said something along those lines like i, I hope i hope this is his year because you know yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not the first time we're just stating something, facts. something like that yeah so Don't i beat me up david i'm just <laughs> so i go to the i go to the to the weigh-in to the weigh-in ceremony and that fool got all in my face in front of everybody bro and was like i heard you talking shit about me on the radio and i was but like it, but in his defense it is kind of like a little bit it's i was just like look man number one i'm not talking behind your back number two everybody fucking knows bro like <laughs> I'm you fight <laughs> bums, bro. Like yeah, you the, fight uh, to make like everybody knows it's a running joke. You did the opposite joke. of behind the back. It's on the radio. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I didn't say, and I didn't, and I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't say you fight bums. You know, all I said is like, that's awesome. I hope it is yeah, here because he said that before, and it was facts, like, bro. People had been saying that. You know, you're rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. bro. Hell yeah, I was. So, uh, like you said 100% a, bro representing yeah. 915 yeah. like just imagine bro he was bro at one point he was like 30 and 0 with 28 knockouts yeah, something man. crazy bro but against who against who why hadn't a guy you like were that rooting for him but also being factual yeah what yeah. you were saying but I know how it is with the sports and just men you know testosterone but or, you know ego shit I knew a trainer I know a trainer of his shout to in, David in, La, in Las Cruces shout to David no trainer of his in Las Cruces. I knew I knew David. I knew David would train out in 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 L.A. area. So I called David. He met me at Singapore Cafe. Oh shit, that's a dope spot. Hell Shots yeah, <laughs> he met me at Singapore Cafe, and he was like, "Call this dude, dude. You'll love it out there. It's beautiful. The beach, the women, all this stuff. Cool." So, so for that, he he really took it personal. He thought we were. Super tight, because you know, oh. he because he because he talked to me before I went out to California, and and, uh, and my thing is is like, dude, if you think we're super tight, then you would accept my constructive criticism and yeah. not get all up in my face in front of like he wanted to cause a scene, bro. Like he wanted, but the scene was before he before Singapore Cafe. No, this was way, way after. Yeah, this was oh, way okay. after. I gotcha. This this was way in after. In that case, you're right. Yeah. This was yeah. So yeah, Singapore Cafe. You know, I was like David. You know, I had my first pro fight. I feel like nothing's happening yeah. now. Like you know, it's stagnant. I know you spent some time in California. I want to go to California. What do you think? Oh, you should totally go, Renee. El Paso ain't got shit for you. You know, it's a small town mentality. We're talking 2004. You yeah. know. And then all this stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, trained with well, this guy. He's yeah, cool." I mean, it's fucking L.A. <laughs> Ironically, bro, the guy that David told me to train with told me not to go try out for the Deloitte show. He was like, "Nah, fuck them. I'll get you fights. Don't, don't, don't worry about that because they're gonna wanna, 
They don't want to put you under a contract, and they don't want to do all this other yeah. stuff. And well, this and, dude wants to put you under contract too. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't listen to him, dude. I went out and I tried out for the show. Okay, we're gonna get to the, <laughs> we're gonna get to the show, man. How long were you in this gym? In this De La Hoya gym? Because we're gonna jump back. Because we had to we had to go back and drop Bro, that David. Not- Shit, yeah, yeah, we had to drop that day. Dude, that's good shit, though. I've never spoke love, about I mean, that, bro. I've never spoke about that. It's history, man. <laughs> it's history. So you're at this uh, De La Hoya gym for months or how long? Like six weeks, bro. Six weeks? Like six weeks. And then yeah. you meet De La Hoya? Or what happens? No. I want to uh, get into this reality show. Listeners, this motherfucker was on a reality show. If you guys are babies, you're not going to. But the older motherfuckers know. Um... I would visit a, a a boxing website regularly. Yeah. And then that's where I saw that they were having auditions. Now check this out. I saw I saw it and I and I didn't really think anything of it because I confused it for another reality <laughs> show that had Sylvester Stallone involved. Yeah, because there was two. And it was, yeah, and, bro. I learned the. the I was talking I about the, you. The full story, like okay, like after I after Shit, man, or no, like while, while I was on set. Yeah, while I was on set, like you know the the PAs. Yeah, maybe a two episode. <laughs> yeah, the PAs, yeah, the production assistants. You know, they they kind of said, "Well, I heard this, I heard that," yeah. and then you kind of piece together things. But when I first saw it advertised on the internet, I thought I, I thought it was. A show that I had read already about because I'm a nerd, like you said. Yeah. I, you know, I know I was, yeah. I was in boxing. I heard all the shit. I heard, I heard they were. This is what I heard originally. It's not what ended up happening, okay. but this is what I heard originally. Sylvester Stallone was gonna mm. was gonna produce and make this show, following like amateur boxers to the Olympics, and he was gonna call mm. it the Contender, mm-hmm. and that's what I heard. That was like the original premise of it. Then I didn't hear anything about it for a while. Yeah. Then I see this advertisement that's like very similar concept and it's going down there in in, in la which i just happened to to have (laughs) just drove down there and you know to to be in and uh and but you know i did i paid no mind to it because i was like i'm not an amateur i have one pro fight already you know like i'm i missed that boat once you turn pro you can't go you can't go back so I did. I paid no mind to it, and then and then it came up again, and then I, like I said, I talked to that coach, you know, who the, the coach that David yeah. Rodriguez put me in touch with, and he's like, nah, don't try out for that shit, whatever. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'm gonna go try out for it anyway. Yeah. And I did try out for it, and I got on, bro. I got on. It was, you know, it was crazy. It was crazy, dude. I was, it was crazy, but I got on. Describe uh, that shit, like the feeling and shit. How did they tell you you got on? They were the whole time. They they were really like, they were really they were really telling you now it's not final. It's not final. Yeah, it's not final. Dang, dangling the curve. Like yeah, dude, they they, you know, I, I did the audition and then dude, I waited. I don't know, man. It was a good while. I thought yeah. I I thought I wasn't picked, man. I just thought I wasn't picked. And then they called me, and then they were like, now it's not final, but you know we want you Maybe, to come yeah. in and you know we want to talk to you some more, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we, we think there's potential. You know, we just want to see if you can show a little more personality or whatever. So I went in and did some more interviews, did some more yeah, castings. They, 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 they got to make sure they got the right people yeah, to get and, the viewers uh, and whatnot. And then, uh, and, and you know, they from those interviews and stuff, they got out of me that, like, the person closest to me in my life was my, was my dad. So yeah. they fly dad in. They yeah, fly dad yeah. in. They interview him. They talk to him. 
Because little Dwino at that time, you know, like, you know, if I am to be on, he's going to be on with me, you know, because the concept of the show was to have a boxer and somebody from the personal life yeah. of, of, of the boxer. So, yeah, so they fly my dad out and, and uh, they talk to him. They, they put him up in the hotel and shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude, like home alone and shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so they're interviewing him and I'm like, oh man, of course I got it. Of course, you know, why would they go yeah, through all of yeah. this? Like, it's not final, it's not final. <laughs> and then um and then they, they they you know, he he came back to El Paso and then they flew us all back and then they put us in, in this hotel in downtown LA mm. and then they put us like on this itinerary and they're like, But it's not final, but it's not final and then and then it was like final day and they're like, All right, everybody in this room is the cast right now and so oh, you're sizing everybody up and you're like now are they recording video at this time? No, uh -uh. no, it's it's like in a little like uh, okay. you know conference room of the hotel. I was just curious because I was wondering if they're trying to catch your reactions. No, like they're no. dangling that carrot forever. So when it transitioned, one, one, like once it was on, it was we were in the hotel, and uh, and they were like, "All right, guys, we got a call time." They were like, "Shit was gonna start like at four o'clock in the morning, yeah. bro." They were like, Hollywood right. shit. Yeah, like four o'clock in the morning. Everybody meet downstairs in the in the lobby and we are gonna start filming this yeah, shit yeah. dude and, it's gonna be fucking the, eight the, nine ten hours or whatever that's that's they go along like that like just recording shit like hours or how to when you started filming the day how, that first day how long how many hours did you fucking put in was it long because i i don't know yeah it was long as fuck bro. There, yeah because um, yeah dude it was four o'clock in the morning so we're at this you're a at this point 20. Early 20s? 20. 20. Yeah, Shit. it was 20. I was, yeah, dude. I'm in yeah. my late 20s. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was the youngest guy on the show. Really? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> but, I, but I didn't look it. Well, I mean, I, I, did, I, didn't, did. I didn't look like I was the youngest guy, but it Back was just Back then, I would say you looked like early 20s, maybe mid 20s. I don't know. Like 23, 24, which is not far from your real age. But. Yeah. All right, so then what happened? So that day, they're like, all right, well, here's the thing. You meet us downstairs meet us in the lobby and we're going to start filming like the show is going to be on and okay cool so that first day we met downstairs we were in a hotel in downtown la they got shots of us like running down like running around downtown yeah. la it was kind of cool dude they like <laughs> shut the streets down oh, really? yeah. i mean they're yeah. used to it out there fucking yeah hollywood yeah and uh, so we run around, and then we run, we run to this building, and then we run all the way up, dude, to, to the top, dude, where they have a, heli a helicopter, yeah, pad, helipad, helipad, and that's yeah. where we meet Delahoya. Oh shit! And, he's uh, just waiting there. He's just waiting there. No, what, how was it? Yeah, he was just yeah, he was waiting there. Uh, and he's like, all right, so this shit starts right now, and so we got to run back down. Running through downtown, that's where they get the shots of us and shit. Yeah. And uh, and then and then we go to the to the place that we're that we're staying and, and filming the show, dude. And it's like this loft on top of a warehouse, mm. and, and the warehouse is like <laughs> not that it comes out of the show, but <clears throat> the warehouse is like the warehouse for uh, for Saw. like <laughs> no for like a bunch of um, refurbished 
electronics. Oh, okay. Just a warehouse. Like a stereos warehouse. and TVs yeah. and shit like, like that. It was like, yeah. it was like, do you remember, Dusty, do you remember JJ, the king of beepers? Yeah, of course. It was something like that, but like for TVs I've never been inside the motherfucking thing. <laughs> I, I never ordered a beeper from that motherfucker, but. No, no, but, but JJ. Yeah, yeah. The king of beepers. It's like just electronics there. Like, think of that, but electronics, yeah, dude. So I've never been inside JJ's, though. That's the thing. No, neither have I, dude, but... So what, like the TV, like the commercial, or what? Well, just whatever vibe you get, bro. Just like the vibe... shit. No, because it was was like... It was like a... Like a East Indian name owner, like... I see what you mean. Like, uh... And it's These, all and it's all refurbished. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. You might have fallen off of a truck, yeah, and it's in this truck. warehouse, yeah, and we're yeah, filming yeah, a reality yeah, show yeah. at the top That's floor. That's a weird you know? choice. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird choice. Because it was downtown LA, so. It was downtown LA. That, that, that's and where. Shit, that's where. Or no, Armenians are in Glendale. <laughs> I was pretending to know what I was talking about. <laughs> that was good. Bro. That was a good one. Hey, not, not too many people know even know that Armenians. No, you're right, LA, Glendale. Dude. They did. Too. Yeah, you're right. But, With the white uh, what, BMW, was that was the stereotype? I don't know about that, dude. I don't know about that. <laughs> I get all the shit from podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> So we're in this warehouse in downtown LA, and they got it. They got a at the top floor. They got a makeshift like real world, the real world house for right, us. Right. And then at the like at the top of that, that's where they have the boxing ring, and that's where we Ooh. have the fights. Bro, I wanted to do like a like a YouTube video or podcast or something like that because when this pandemic first hit, when they had the fights behind the closed doors, you know, like in, I'm sure you saw the UFCs at oh, the yeah. Apex. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, oh, especially at the beginning. Oh, you know, it's such a different vibe, fighting and no audience and all this shit. Bro, that's exactly what I did in the next great champ. That's exactly what I did. We had all the that's cameras. That's the name of the show, right? Yeah, the next great champ. You guys that don't know what it is, let's Google that shit. But okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like no audience. That's weird. We had no it's audience. Like we just had the the you know the the crew. Yeah, we had our. You can you hear know, everything. Yeah, we had our crew. Yeah, you can hear the corner. Now Hit them, is... duck. Was All this of that. compared to because my memory's failing me? That came out before TUF or TUF? Was oh first? yeah, way before right? TUF. Way before, right? way before yeah, TUF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, bro. That probably like inspired that. Yeah, shit. totally. Yeah. yeah, it was all part of it. Yeah. Well, so here's that thing. Going back to well, that, we were watching, thing. man, supporting you back then. Thank too. you, bro. Yeah, dude, day, I, I, dude, I felt El Paso on my back, bro. All when day. I lost, bro, I was so crushed because I felt like I lost for El Paso, dude. I felt like I mean, felt like this was a chance. For El Paso to be put on the map, and and I really felt like they took it from me, bro. <laughs> I mean, I remember, shit, I'm to think. I remember it being close, but also you did. You, I mean, you represented them no matter what, man. You did your well, thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, well, Golden, you know, this was where I completed my mission to go out to L.A. Yeah. And meet De La Hoya and fight for Golden Bar Promotions. They put me on a couple more shows, even out, even after that show, despite me not winning, like they do for like the tough TV guys. Shows? No, boxing, boxing yeah, yeah. cards. Yeah, dude. Well, you fought here. Exactly, yeah. bro. That was, bro. Okay, t- so you lose. That happened first before you came here? Because I'm fucking what? my memory. Yeah, the, the show? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. They wouldn't have given it. I'll be honest with you, dog. <laughs> I forgot that you did a reality show. <laughs> uh, before that, like, when I had the homegirl Rachel here, listeners, uh-huh. that episode's about to drop. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I was talking to Renee. And she's like, yeah, the reality show's like, oh, yeah, he wasn't right. I forgot about that. It's because I'm 44, man. You know, the yeah, memory, memory yeah, starts yeah. failing. But uh, okay. And then, so they put you still, yeah, so you still had a relationship with Yeah, uh, still had a relationship my, with them. Uh, my, uh, you know, with fucking De La Hoya, the golden yeah. one, man. My baby daddy. 
Dude. I like how you just gloss over that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> I didn't realize you said that, dude. The yeah, rolling my baby daddy. Oh yeah. my god! But uh, okay. So, but you actually are you like in close contact with him at this point? The well, I, did, that, I didn't I, have I'm him on speed I'm dial. Gonna, I didn't have him on speed dial, but but you, yeah. You, but but well, uh, tell us, you tell us. Well, like you know, like uh, we had a few heart to hearts on the show. Um, I didn't even rewatch this shit. They didn't put this shit on Netflix. Again. <laughs> well, not like on this? camera. Not like okay. on camera. Like, like behind the scenes? Yeah, some behind okay. the scenes. Um, and then uh, shortly after the uh, shortly after the show, he invited me to uh, a fundraiser, like banquet that he has every year. Fucking Mario Lopez was oh, was there. I talked shit with Mario Lopez. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know, dude. I think that if... I think that if I were to see him again, he'd he'd, he'd know who I am. Oh, come on, for sure. <laughs> I mean, on, I don't know, but uh, my from from my experience with him and from like what Emmanuel Stewart told me yeah. about him and from what I've observed of him, you know, like in the public eye, uh, I think that. He's a fucking really nice guy, like nerdy nice guy, like the, you, like the type of nice guy that would get nerdy. picked on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, um, that's why I like you know him. he's he's got his you know like I, like I've referenced before, his father's uh, reputation yeah. precedes him as an asshole. Has he ever said anything along the lines? Not to interrupt you, but that's what I do on the show. Uh, <laughs> Was he forced into anything, or he he's always liked it? Nah, he's nah, dude. On the on the contrary, like his his dad's name is is Joel Joel, and Oscar's older brother's name is Joel. Joel was the one who was supposed to be the champ. Joel was supposed to one was supposed to be the okay. one who got so everything. He's so, like, so he, they never like, paid no okay. mind. They never paid or you uh, know. So he's trying to get Joel, some acceptance Joel and some love yeah, from dude. his dad. Joel Senior never. Never, never gave two shits about Oscar. Then suddenly, Oscar was the one knocking for his out in the tournament. <laughs> then, then he was like, "Oh, wait a second, son." You okay, know? yeah, he's out. He so, disowns Joel. <laughs> no, dude. I'm, I'm joking. But back to the back to the story. Uh, <laughs> fucking heart to heart. Yeah, he's you know, nerdy. He's nerdy, and and Deloya's mom died when he was like I, I think 19. She died of cancer. And this was before he went professional, before all the stuff. I mean, they're throwing money, pussy, at, everything in his, in his the face, Olympics, Yeah, after I remember this. His mom was his mom was already his mom had already died when he won the gold medal. She the, died. the gold medal, yeah. Well, he, he would dedica- talk about it. Yeah, he dedicated that yeah. gold medal yeah, to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. He says that she told him, she asked him, she told him, "Go win that medal for me on yeah. her deathbed," and and he. I remember and he that. Went and he won that shit. Yeah. So, so many years ago. So you think like, all right, you know, before he turned pro, he was 19, he won the gold medal. And, and he won the gold medal at a time where like they actually televised boxing on the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. he had a major audience. He was like the last big star after Sugar Ray Leonard. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he's a superstar. He just lost his mom. And, and so like he's kind it. of, yeah. yeah. So he, so now he's boy. starting his pro his pro career kind of under the guise of this dad who had always kind of been an asshole to him <laughs> until until he started, <laughs> until he started like showing that he's yeah, kind of good yeah, yeah. in boxing. I would so, fire my dad at that point. 
He couldn't, bro. His dad had a spell on him, bro. And yeah. and so that so <laughs> that's where that's where a lot of his insecurities come from. That's where a lot that's of like some, all of that stuff. That's where his, that's where his drug abuse comes from. In my yeah. opinion, mind you, yeah, this, this, I mean this it's all, all speculation. It's, you know, yeah, it's like some mind control shit. Yeah, of, of a weird dad. I think I think that it's all of that from the weird dad because from my experiences one on one with him, Just, he's super cool. He's super nice. Yeah. He's like. To, Almost dorky to him. You like the uh, the Michael Jackson of boxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go deep for a little bit because yeah, it's gonna be one of those episodes. But you know, of course, I'm not. There's nuance. There's all this shit's complex. I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but I'm just telling my side. Like I can pick up on certain like vibes, and that's why I gravitate mm. to certain shit. And that's why I like the lawyer. It's not just because. It's because I could see a vibe of like, you know. There's something more. He's not a killer per se, but there's like a story behind why he's inboxing. And, that, and I would, as a as a youngster, I could just pick up on it. And that's why. <laughs> but I also like when like pretty boys or just like you know certain people end up winning in a a sport that's dominated by a certain type. Mm-hmm. I was a Duke Blue Devils fan. You know what I'm saying? Because they would go in school. Not to be all racial, <laughs> dude. What's he gonna say? Once you gotta say, once you gotta say, I'm not a racist. No, because I'm not. But here comes something racist. I, I didn't say I'm not racist. I, I said know, not to get racial. But I, I am know. racist, though. I am racist. <laughs> just to be clear about it, I uh, am racist. I hate Mexicans. No, I'm just kidding. But no, because there's it's like a reverse underdog story in a sense, and I'm going too deep right now. I'm going to cap it off. But like with the basketball shit, because I'm going to explain real quick. Uh, you know, Native... On uh, the Glory uh, Road. The Glory Road, dude. That's really... Dude, I was about to wear the Glory Road shirt today. Oh, shit. Uh, I made my own T-shirt with the, with the 1966 shit, and I just put a little pass on it. Today I'm rocking Michelle Branch, my wife, okay? Uh, you know who Michelle Branch is? Of course. And, of course. This is, I made the shirt. <laughs> I just had But uh, like... There's, of course, you know, Latinos, blacks, we're the underdogs. And you're coming into a sport, in my mind, but they're dominating. You know, of course, sports, they dominate, like, you know, uh, African-Americans, blacks. And so to see, it's like a reverse. Like, now you're dominating, but to me, the white boys are the underdogs. Yeah. So I root for the underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, my blue devil's coming in, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Bobby Hurley and shit with Christian Leighton and shit. Grand Hill, the whitest black guy ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So De La Hoya, him being a pretty boy is like the underdog. People want him to lose. Like, fuck that pretty boy yeah. and shit. Oh, yeah. Like, nah, dude, to me, it's like, that's a fucking, he's, I could see, I can sense the nerd vibes. <laughs> and, but he's not a cocky pretty boy. He's like, he's just chilling, man. Like, he's a good guy. That's Super what I, the vibe chill, I got. Yeah. Now, it's different if you're a pretty boy and you're like a fucking douchebag. <laughs> I'm not going to root for you then. But he's like, it's just like, yeah, I just want to win for my mom or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm rooting for that guy. But people, these cholos and shit, and it oh, takes yeah. me back to my DeVar- uh, Vargas story. Oh, yeah, dude. That was such a good fight, dude, bro. I'm going to go into that, that was, story and we're going to go back to your shit. Dude, I'm, I'm in Albuquerque. My life is in, <laughs> what years? I don't know. Um, I'm fucking, dude. I mean, this is why. Because Vargas with the little bangs, dude, bro. Yeah, I, on, <laughs> I already hit him up for that. Dude, people had, people. Copied yeah. that shit, bro. <laughs> and I like the Var- like I like Vargas' fights. Dude, I sparred with Vargas. Did you? Yeah. Fuck, that's a thing. It's gonna be like three episodes yet. <laughs> but my story for that, like in my life at that moment, I'm like, I'm fucking selling drugs. I'm fucking doing all this shit. I go to Albuquerque to transport shit. I'm bringing shit back. I'm doing all kinds of weird shit in this time. 
<laughs> and the fight happens to be at a night when I'm in Albuquerque. And I go to this fucking bar, dude. And I take the girl that I've been dating on and off for like, back then it was like, I don't know how many years, but you know, she's never, never my girlfriend, but she moved to Albuquerque. Dude. So she fucking. I got to pee so bad, bro. Yeah, let's build a positive. We got to pee. Take a pee, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back, listeners. We both had to take a pee and I did other stuff. Uh, <laughs> So fucking conspicuous. The uh yeah, so just to cap off that story and we'll get back to, to you and shit, but but it's you know sweet Jesus ring. So <laughs> So I'm in this so bar. So I'm this girl, <laughs> like my girl, you know, just this is whole story, dude. You know, I'm just I'm out there thinking I'm the man, you know, I'm doing this and that. I got a girl out there and this and that. But you know, I've never been about that shit though. I've never been about uh you know, the sex and all that shit. I just like having fun. But it's a good check. But anyways. <laughs> no, but just in general, I don't want it to seem like, oh, I'm like this player. Like, that's never been my thing ever. Oh, but, all right. Well, you were at the bar you, with this so chick I, watching I, Vargas and Yeah, the there's this bar. I forget what it's called. It's close to Central Big Lab. Wally's. Everybody knows. <laughs> I was just talking. Who? Big Wally's. Maybe. <laughs> shit. Surf Club. <laughs> I'm like, oh. But it's, it's in the hood, though. It's like, you know, it's downtown shit. All right. And fucking the fight's going on, man, because I was doing business, the drug shit, even mm. though I started a day job. <laughs> I did both, you know. But I'm not missing this fight because that was, I'm a boxing guy and I'm a De La Hoya guy. That was you know a badass saying? fight. And dude. the fucking, the bad blood, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's basically, and when I was younger, people used to say, you look like De La Hoya, okay? <laughs> when I had the baby face. Uh, but... It's the the pretty boy who's pretty chill, pretty he's not a overly co- uh, cocky or anything. Versus to me, the don't, no, no offense anybody, the dirty cholo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Oxnard yep. shit or whatever. Yep. Isleta shit. I grew up in Sa- I, grew, I grew up in Segundo. I grew up in Segundo. All right. All right. That's why that's why I don't like them. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> those people are annoying. Um, oh my god. And you know, if they want to bring it, they can bring it. But. Um, <laughs> So, dude, but the bad thing is, so of course, my boy, just to fast forward, ends up, but I'm already drinking, <laughs> you know, I got this cutie, I got shit in my pockets, blah, 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 but I'm, I'm out there by myself, I got a girl, dude, <laughs> there's all these cholos there, like, and semi-cholos and just thugs, and, and I just get emotional with the sports, and if you, if you like somebody, like, you're gonna be like, yeah, fuck it, and the whole is just like, to me, that's a bully, like a, a bully yeah. trying to try to bully because yeah. that's in some ways the the correlation or the parallels is I'm not a, I'm not I'm never say I'm a badass at fighting but I've won <laughs> a lot you know what I mean but it's because it's somebody trying to fuck with me because they think I'm soft so this guy I feel like that's Uh-oh. a parallel you know what I mean yeah. like yeah ah, fuck this little pretty boy even though he's already <laughs> won a bunch <laughs> yeah he's underestimating him still even though he's already won a lot. And you know the golden boy rips him apart. You know what I'm saying? Not just decision; he knocks him out. Did you know, also, that after the fight, Fernando Vargas tested positive for steroids? I didn't know that. Or maybe I did. I think I read a story years later. Yeah. I didn't know that. And he still lost. And he still got t- 
TKO'd, bro. So, <laughs> Knocked on his so ass. When he bro. loses, dude, I go yeah. crazy. Of course, he denies knowing, you know. Yeah, of course. You know, but. Yeah. Canelo, but, uh, eating, uh, what? Horse that, meat or what was it? Tainted. No, dude. <laughs> the, the, taint, the tainted meat. Dude. But, uh, but so back, just to cap it off, yeah. I'm going nuts. Like, yeah, but I'm looking directly at some of these tables with G's in it. Like, because they've been talking shit yeah. the first couple yeah, of rounds. Yeah. And I'm just like, they're like, they're looking at me, you know, it's like someone, when he wins, the lawyer wins, I'm like, yeah, what's Fuck up now? Fuck you guys, yeah. But then like 10 seconds later, like, oh, I remember when I came back to her, I was like, oh shit, I'm by myself, I'm an album crazy. Um, yeah, <laughs> dude. You know, so I was like, hey, let's go, babe. Check, please. Albuquerque does not but No, they were, you. they were like on the verge of like, to fuck me up, basically, you know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, I, let's get the fuck out Albuquerque, of here. Albuquerque, Albuquerque's cholo is like that, that exact same yeah. Fernando Vargas yeah, yeah. type cholo. Like yeah, stupid dude. hair and shit. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, bro. that's my story, and I just, you know, it's, a, it's just a crazy story because I just love Delahoya that I'm much. Sticking to it, stick to it. <laughs> so where were we with your shit with the Delahoya? So you did the show, uh, did the show, dude. I you mean, ended up losing. Yeah, ended up losing the show. Still, did still, you meet anybody oh, cool out there, dude? I met. Where in LA? Celebrities and shit. Yeah, bro. Real quick. Yeah. But I just popped in my head. So I don't right. know my notes. Um, uh, I met, off the top of my head, bro, I met Lindsay Lohan. Damn. Edward James Olmos. Nice. Uh, fucking. Um, I've been watching Mayans. What's his name? Seth Pena or hmm. Sal Pena? I don't know who that is. The guy from, Tra- from Traffic and. Uh, what else, dude? He comes out come, comes out on funny movies, too. I'll look him up right Pena, now. Pena, bro. Pena. Traffic? Uh, traffic. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, little brown dude. Yeah. He's in uh, at the Ant-Man, no? He's in a bunch of shit. Yeah. He's in uh, Rough Times. No, that's not him. He's in, at, he's in Ant-Man. Though. Um, oh, Pedro? The Pedro from Napoleon. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's. I, I didn't like him, dude. <laughs> but, him, uh, <laughs> um, fuck yeah, let's go. Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Fucking Delaoya, okay, of dude. course. Bob Arum, Bernard Hopkins. Like I met a lot of boxing people. I met Mario Lopez yeah. at that at that event, dude. Mario Lopez giving me props, bro. Yeah. For my performance on the show, because right. you know he's homies with Delaoya. I see Mario Lopez at the wildcard gym too. Wildcard gym is is Freddie Roach's gym where he trains Pacquiao. I met Pacquiao there. I trained. I trained there. I, you know, I'm. Yeah. I never trained with Freddie Roach because, I to be honest, I mean, he's super famous now. Back up, but, back up. But, the mic in the front. You're doing this. Oh my bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, I'm passing the mic. I'm sorry. Fuck, man. Or you can move the mic. Just move the yeah, mic. yeah. Because I keep leaning forward anyway. Uh, I was just saying I was. You know, I was in this. I was in the the wild card boxing gym with Freddie Roach. I never trained with Freddie Roach because, you know, to be honest, I never really like had that desire. You got to understand, Certain he was well he was well respected at that time, but he wasn't like nearly as famous as he is now. Mm-hmm. And also, I was just like, he's at that point the gym. You know, the gym was his. I was there as a guest. Mm-hmm. Like I was in pain to to yeah. use gym. I was. I was going there to spar with other guys to to get better, yeah. and and he wasn't charging me anything, and uh, 
you know, I was going to be like, hey, can you train me too? You know, like on top well, of that. I don't know. I, yeah. Like I had a trainer. Yeah, exactly. I was just getting, I was, what, what they called me, I was just getting in work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was just you like. You were, man. You really were. Yeah. I was, so and, where, where did we leave off though? So you did the show. I did uh, the show, dude, and I pretty much fizzled you out. Felt bad after that. It fizzled out, but the uh, the fight you had the fight here. Talk about the fight here. Oh, dude, yeah. So, all right. Tell the listeners the year, the time, the details. I don't remember the year, but it must have been like 2005 or 2006 right. around there. Sounds about and, right. Um, and Don Haskinson. Don Haskinson. I, I don't know if it was I'm called fresh, that back then. I'm yeah, sure it was. Yeah. I'm fresh out of the show, dude. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, 15 minutes of fame type star, and and they're having. But the fight a, you lost is a reality show fight, though. Yeah. Does it count on the record? It or? did, bro. Okay. It did, yeah. Right. But uh, you know, I had a good show, and I became like a, you know, one of the more popular personalities of of you that got show. Into acting, though. Mm. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Not. I did, bro. Oh, I did? did, yeah. But okay, but well, but again. You know, I didn't we'll take advantage of that either. Didn't we'll save those stories for the podcast that we're gonna start. Yes. So, in the fight in El Paso, bro, again, dude, like, you know, I didn't realize, you know, you know, I just wish I could have lived in the moment better. Why do you still, keep leaning so forward? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. But I can't pick it up in my headphones. You pick just it up. Oh, yeah, you're, you're an expert. Um, so fought at the Don Haskins Center, bro. It was sold out, bro. Sold yeah. out. No show to gone. Over 15, there was over 15,000 people, bro. And, and <clears throat> ironically, I mean, I was just hot shit because I just had to come, yeah, out of the, yeah. uh, come out of the show. Especially you know? for us. Yeah, sure. We love you. But, you know, it's just like in any other uh, performance, I guess, you know, the first people that come on are the openers for the for the next people that come on, all right? Okay. So just to kind of give you an idea of where 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 I was at at that at that moment, all right? David Rodriguez Ooh. opened up for me Ooh, on that I card. I forgot about that. All right? Austin Trout oh, opened shit. up for me on on that card. Uh one fight had fallen that. had fallen out, so there was hope that I was going to be able to get on the televised portion, but Ooh. it didn't happen. But still, all of those early prelims, they knocked all those early prelims out. And then they turned the lights down, and De La Hoya took his seat, and then my fight, my fight uh, started. Mm. So the, 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 everybody was in their seat by the time, by the time I came yeah. out. So I fought in front of those 15,000 yeah. people. And I, w I was taken aback. Like, yeah. I felt the... I felt the cheers and i felt the crowd vibrating on my chest so like it was, it was it was can't uh, even imagine though it was intense like the adrenaline was intense yeah but i dude just for my i don't know dude i you know i was young and dumb i guess i don't know like my my state of mind was kind of weird i i didn't associate i didn't have i guess I'm gonna invent a word right now. Like, nice. I guess I didn't have good reality association back then or something. All, like that. all words are invented. <laughs> reality association, all right. Because Well you were in a surreal state in a sense, which is well, well outside but, of reality. Yeah, I was very much outside of reality because like I like I was trying to say before, like I didn't I I, I boxed for kind of dumb reasons and and De La Hoya boxed at the Sun Bowl in front of like 
I don't know, dude. I think it was 60,000 people. Which and, fight was that? Yeah. Dude, uh, I hate getting old. <laughs> and I'm, and I have it was a against, good memory. It was against a guy. It was against who a was guy who, whose name was Patrick Charpentier from France. Yeah, the French guy. Deloitte flattened him quick. Yeah. But anyway, that so was... a money that was, grab. That was in front... Well, no, Deloitte had to fight. Like the, <laughs> He had to fight him to, to keep his belt. He had to fight keep, him to keep, keep his bringing belt. bringing these fights out of yeah, here. Yeah, more in El Paso. So anyway, um, that was in that was in front of like sixty thousand people. Yeah. Chavez owns the the like Record. the Guinness Book of Records for attendance. A or what? Yeah, like something. What like, are you fighting that one? He fought this guy named Greg Haugen. Oh my god! I remember that. He beat his ass. Very little. But yeah. it, but anyway, that's my dude too. That Chavez. that was like a hundred thousand that they could yeah. even count. There were many people un- unaccounted for. So in my head are these humongous numbers. And so oh, yeah. I'm thinking like, that's the shit, you know, 60,000, 50,000, whatever. That's the it shit. Is. You know, when that's when it, you know, in my mind I was going to reach that. So I was like, I'll wait to get excited till I, till I hit that. So I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't like really mentally. enjoy that 15, fighting in front of those 15,000 oh. as I should have. Cause like I you thought. You kind of robbed yourself of it. I kind of, yeah, dude. Like yeah. jumping ahead. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and. It's not bad, that shit. But, but yeah, dude, I fucking, I felt that shit. So, I mean, the UFC had their first live live show, you know, post pandemic in so many years, and they were like oh, sold yeah. out, fifteen thousand, blah blah blah. And I'm like, shit, I it's, fought in front of fifteen thousand. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's what's what? funny about marketing and UFC. Uh, <laughs> I'm a that's the, the nature of my mind and the nature of the show is for me to branch out and give weird examples. I was talking about talking about this last night with the homie Alex Arriaga because he's similar to me. I have like a roundabout way of making points. Uh, <laughs> people think. Like podcasting, it's blowing up, but it's really still in its infancy. UFC is still tiny compared to boxing, like you know what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like fifteen thousand, like dude. Well, no, dude. Even even a don't matter, dude. Any concert, any UFC show, any boxing show, any whatever, dude. Fifteen thousand is a lot. It's a lot, but it's not compared to depending on how what lens you're looking at through. You know what I'm saying? No matter what fucking lens, I should have I should have known that then. Like fifteen thousand, but it speaks, bro. That's a very humble way to look at it in a sense. (laughs) And I'm gonna give you props, but I'm also gonna be a, a a homie and say. It's also speaks to you thinking big and dreaming big. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah this is cool, but yeah. there's wider, bigger horizons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On, on the horizon. So, you know, but hey, but keep that mentality, that, that humble <laughs> well, mentality. Another another thing, you know, that, that compounded that, and, you know, we're continuing on with my story. Yeah. In 2011, for. I became a, a fight promoter. Mm. And I brought the very first ever professional MMA fighting to El Paso, and this wasn't cage fighting. <laughs> this I had him in a ring. Where was this? I come out at know, the convention I center. I, I was yeah. still at the old Fighter Physique when I put when I put these on, bro, in 2011. How did I miss that at the convention? Maybe I did go. Which it is was the convention called, center? The, well, uh, since uh, since Civic Center. Yeah, since uh, I since I had them in a boxing ring. My whole shtick was to make it like pride, okay. you know, but I couldn't call it pride fighting, so I called yeah. it fight for pride, mm. and uh, that yeah. shit was badass, bro. 
And but I know you had some boxing matches outside Fighter Physique. Those were amateur. Those were yeah. Those were amateur boxing matches. This was this was a professional. I had to pay all of these fighters, bro, to come to come out on the show. I had lots of help from the from the convention center. Shout out. I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. Here's where it gets bad. That's why the sweet spot is an hour because. I break the seal and I have to piss a lot. <laughs> it's gonna be like several breaks. You think uh, I'm joking, but it's <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm piss <laughs> and we're back. Cage fighting. Cage fighting. So you became so, a promoter. I became a promoter. Uh, I put on. I put on the first professional MMA show, and that's when I got into the fight business from the other side yeah. of it. And is this before or after Fighter Physique? This is during. like during, yeah, okay. yeah. It was a fighter physique promotion, oh, okay, okay, okay. you know. Man, I feel like and uh, uh, dude, it was so hard to just sell a thousand tickets, bro. <laughs> so like <laughs> on a much smaller scale, people ask us, "How come you're not doing shows anymore? Like, Hip hop shows?" They asked me, and Tito's like, "You know, it's hard to make a buck. Jeez, We're doing bro. it for the love." You know, Rico was in the boxing game. We talked about Rico. And shit. <laughs> you know, it's, Dude, it's I gotta hard. Hear, I got to hear that one, man. I'm going to hear that oh, one. Oh, he talks about that shit, too, because I asked him about the boxing shit. Yeah, bro. Like, but it's so hard to make money. Dude, Ultimately, I, I, matter of fact, I helped, Rico, I helped Rico put on one of his shows. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. So, it's for the stories. For the story. Uh, <laughs> so, yep. Shit, that's yep. the man, man. Um, okay, but I wanted to talk about transitioning into owning fighter for Zeke. And it's more of a personal thing because I trained there. But yeah, yeah. How did that happen or what? So, Even though he doesn't remember. <laughs> I remembered, bro, but you were in a lot better shape, bro. That's true. Uh, but I did need you to jog my memory. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Bro, I, I've literally had thousands of people come, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. come through those doors. No, I'm not offended by but, that. Um, so I kind of washed out in boxing. I didn't, didn't know what to do. Uh, uh, came back to El Paso. And uh, um, did you I, open it with some of the loot from that though? No, dude. No, really? No, that's an, that's another. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. So, but I came back to Basel. I, I literally uh, stayed with my parents for mm-hmm. a few days, and my parent, my my household is the type where like uh, day one that I left, bro, they turned my room into an office. So I, I was oh, sleeping shit. on the couch of my parents' house. <laughs> like I can't, I can't even say my house. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. uh, I, I only lasted for a few weeks, dude. I got a job at LA boxing. LA boxing yeah. had just opened up I while, that. while I was gone. And I was familiar with it from my time in LA. It was just a franchise. Yeah. But I went and I worked there. I worked there for a while. Um, the owner got me real, real gassed up. He told me he was gonna, you know, do this and that for me, open up on the west side, make me regional manager. Whoop de whoop whoop. Put me in one of their, put me in the 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 commercial for Time Warner. Like I was Ooh. an official spokesperson. I remember that. Like all of this stuff. Jogging my memory, yeah. And uh, and you know, we uh, we clashed. I guess you could say, and 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 I. I, uh, I I walked away from that, and one of the members like had approached me about opening up a gym. Mm. Now, you know, looking looking back on it, I was really innocent. You know, I was or oblivious. You know, yeah. <laughs> to 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 what you asked me if I used the prize money from the next great champ to open up Fighter Physique. No, that shit got spent quick, bro. All but right. but uh, 
um, when his members approached me about opening up, you know, going into business for ourselves and opening up a gym, and I was down. He said he had all the money. We just had to go drive to Anaheim, California, where the cash was sitting for us in the safety oh, deposit fuck. box. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, story, I was like, yes, I was like 24, 25, like 25, 26 at this time. And I was like, cool. I, to- cool. I was like, wait, I was like, how cool. does, I was like, how does that come up? And he was like, well, because my mother-in-law, you know, was, uh, was, was working in California, but illegally. So she just got paid in cash and saved it all in this, in the safety deposit box. And I was like, oh yeah. 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 I, told, all time. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, let's yeah, go. It's normal. Dude, I mean, I was, I figured California. Try it out, try it out I, the couch. <laughs> I figured California, Anaheim, which is in Orange County, by the way, for for those people who who don't know, but yeah. but for those people who do know, they also do call it Anna crime. But that's mm. neither here nor there. California is more expensive. Why 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 couldn't somebody you know stash tons of cash yeah. cleaning houses down there? But anyway, so we made a trip to Anaheim, California, got a. Got a safety deposit box full of cash, Damn. and and opened up opened up Fighter Physique. I you know once again looking back on it, <laughs> you know that's what my partner told me, and uh, and that's what I that's what I went with. Um, my partner and I had a, a falling out. This is where I just completely took over took over the gym, mm. like. He basically, he basically said, and and he hates me now. Sure. <laughs> this, this, this didn't, this didn't end well. But he, even though he, he hates me now, he respects me, and he'll always respect me, and I appreciate that. And the reason I know he respects me is because, very, very, very basically, he gave me a box full of cash and oh, said, shit. "All right, dude, what's open up this gym." You know? cash. <laughs> Yeah. You know, in so many words, open up this gym. Here yeah. you go. You know, he, he he just knew that I could do it, and I did it. You know, I did yeah. do it. But I noticed, like, randomly, weekend nights where a thousand dollars in ATM ATM drafts would be taken out, and I'd be like, "Dude, what what the fuck, man? Why? You, well, what's going your on here? Shit, yeah. yeah, I'm like, what's going on here? And so, oh, it's because I had some friends coming to town, and they were military, or whatever. They were. They were uh, um, de- deport, or you know, what the fuck? Uh, my vocabulary is gone. Oh, because uh, yeah, deployed. Yeah. They were deployed, deployed yeah, and yeah. they came back, and and you know, we were just having a good time and whatnot. And like, all right, because at that time I didn't have a job. Job. He had a job. Okay. He had a job where he was collecting a regular income. I didn't have a job. I was yeah. like, whatever comes from this gym, this yeah, is going to be what this eat, is what yeah. I'm going to be getting. You know, and. Um, so I started no I noticed a couple of times that, that happened and then and then the last time that happened I was like, nah man, this 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 is it. I need answers. No, <laughs> I, I didn't out. I didn't even I was like I was like I can either just leave the gym and let him do it and then I gotta go find a job or do something. Yeah. Or, you know, and at that time I was like, What the fuck am I gonna do? I didn't know what I was gonna do. Yeah. And I was like, Or I can cut him out of it. And pay him, pay him back. Yeah, buy him out. Or because since I set everything up, dude. Since I set up all the business, I set everything up. I just was easily able to cut him out. So, yeah. You know, I know it's really, uh, I know it's really cutthroat, and and however you know, however it is, but but I I cut him out and I called him up and I said we need to talk and 
I met him and I was like, dude, I, I cut you out. Like, you know, because just the way, the way, the way that, the way that I set it up, I was able to cut him out. And so I cut him out and I was like, I cut you out, dude, but I'm going to pay you back every penny plus interest. You can get a lawyer if you yeah. want, which he sure did. Oh, and, uh, and yeah, dude, I, pay, I paid him back. I paid him back plus interest within two years, bro. And, That's honorable. You know, <laughs> but, but you made the, the efficient decision. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. Let's cut all those middle steps, all these little steps in the middle. It's just point A to point B. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro. I was, and well, so back then I bought a star, but like most recently I, I'd run into, I, I ran into some people who know some people who know some people who knew him and they were like, oh, that fool would fucking. He was, he would binge on coke. Oh yeah, that's what them that's what them thousand dollar ATM. Yeah, well, obviously it's not it's something not good happening. No, no, <laughs> dude, but, but I but like I was like I said I was so oblivious, so innocent back then. He'd tell me, oh, we were just well, you're just uh, you know? and I'm not I'm just <laughs> guessing because I always come people I come across like I'm fucking like I know it all. I'm not saying I know it. I'm just guessing, <laughs> joking, but uh, you were. Giving the benefit of the doubt, you're giving him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, yeah? I'm assuming, right? Yeah. And just having a good heart, but at some point, psh, you gotta yeah, do dude. what you gotta do. <laughs> so I was like, people "Fuck, up. dude, I'm the face of this gym. I'm the one who's yeah. here every day. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm signing up the memberships. I'm, you know, like everything. And this motherfucker is suddenly a thousand dollars missing from the." From the bank account, he's got a job. I don't. I was like, yeah. this has got to stop right now. That, you know, that's what makes you go into that mode. Of yeah, like, have to stop it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people only look at it from their perspective. Yep. You yeah. know, people can have. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses and shit. You know what I mean? So he's doing his thing. I mean, he got the. He had the money to get started, but he got his weaknesses <laughs> too. You know. Yeah. So we all do. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. Now uh, I gotta go, dude. Huh? Now I gotta go. Now you gotta go. Yeah. No, I broke the seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> we're old. <dude. laughs> yeah. I'm way older than you. No, you're... We'll be back. And we're back. And we're back, yes. All right, so Fighter Physique. <laughs> so Let's Fighter close that Physique. chapter. I opened that up in 2008. Yeah. And I left to Phoenix in, in November of 2015, so almost 2016. And left so, somebody in charge to, okay. to run it and, you know, paid them. Okay. And, and then it just got to the point where it was no longer making money for me. It was actually costing yeah. me money to just keep it up. And it was going to snowball. Yeah. And so, so I pulled the plug losses, on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Probably because you're not there also. Like, that was, yeah. yeah that, dude, I was getting stolen from. They babysit these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, you know. Like, well, I'll be honest. I was I was in the best shape of my life back then, dog. The fitness kickboxing, you know, boxing, I hear that a lot, bro. They had some good people there, as far as skill wise. I don't know about their money grabbing shit, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was in shape, man. And then on my off days, I was going Monday, Wednesday, Friday there, and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, going to EP Fitness to lift. But I would, but even on my off days, I would go there just to kick the Muay Thai pad. Just yeah, to right. you got to condition my, those shins, my shins bro. Yeah. I'm all bruised up. Hell yeah. So that I was fucking, good shit, I thank bro. you Those for were that. good times, bro. Thank those you for opening times. that shit up. You're welcome. You're welcome. So at some point, you close it. And so. I close it. I go to Phoenix. I, for the very first time, I work as like an employee uh -huh. for places uh my 
when I was at Fighter Physique, I got to training a group of real estate agents. Mm. And and then I like like personal training. Yeah. And one of them happens to be the top producing real estate agent in El Paso. His name is Jack Bumgarner. Uh, he sold $37 million worth of real estate last year, which in El Paso is incredible, incredible, bro. Like, it's just nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I was his personal trainer showing him how to get, you know, I was like showing him how to box and getting him fit. And, yeah. and um, you know, when I went to Phoenix, like still with like that, like real estate, like curiosity and interest in me, yeah. I took a job at a call center for realtor.com. Oh, really? right. And I was calling real estate agents, selling them leads from Ooh. people who inquired about a house on, on the, the website, website. realtor.com. You yeah. call them up and be like, hey, I saw you had a question about this house. What's up? You got a realtor? Yeah. I'll help you. I'll show you the house. Boom, so you're boom, selling whatever. the lead. All right. I was, yeah. So I was selling two real estate agents. But you're I wanted to be a real estate, estate a yeah. little bit through that. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly, exactly. So um, that job was hard, bro. That was the that was. I mean, they asked me, bro, in the interview. They were like, "Do you have sales experience?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I got sales experience." <laughs> you know, selling gym memberships. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's on a reality show, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was on a reality show. I got personality. I'm selling myself. I got personality, yeah. mother. Well, I'm true. a people person, you know. True. <laughs> well, they bought it, bro. They bought it. They took my ass on, bro. And they, bro, I got trained so thoroughly sales in crazy, sales, yeah. bro. Like that was. That gives you a tougher skin and makes you. Oh hell yeah, bro! Hell can, yeah! And can, then I'm apply selling that to life shit. <laughs> and then I'm selling two salespeople. You know what I'm saying? What do you I'm mean? calling. I'm a, I'm calling real estate oh, agents, call, okay, bro, so, yeah. and being like, "Hey, you want to buy so, some leads?" You know. Yeah. So they know all the tricks. <laughs> well, they do do, but you know, <laughs> there's a bunch of bum ass, yeah. you know, whack ass real estate agents. Certain levels to it. Yeah, for sure. So I got into that, uh, and uh, while I was doing that, I was taking my real estate agent classes in Arizona, mm. and um, I. You know, I finished uh, at Realtor.com. Like, they had a they they would do a, a new uh, a new uh, a pay plan every month, bro. Like the the pay structure would would vary every oh, month. Oh, paying and, you? Yeah, really? the, the commission, the, like the commission, oh, the commission yeah. structure would would Sounds change a, up a every month. <laughs> what well, I thought I felt it was, bro. I felt it was, <laughs> and it was really stressful, bro. And I was like, fuck that. I'm gonna finish my my real estate and just get into real estate and. Yeah. And I and I did that, and I got a whole bunch of leads from Realtor.com. Yeah, from which, which, working there. Yeah. yeah, so I was able to like you know get Ooh, get a get a jump start, that. get a yeah. jump start like that. Oh yeah. So I learned the you know the real estate market out there, bro, and and I mean was able to, was able to do well. But then it would go on and off. They call it feast and famine, and it was yeah. very similar to like yeah. boxing. You you know you're self employed. You don't like know when that. the next fight is yeah. coming. You don't know when the next house sale is so coming. You gotta make sure you don't live beyond your means. Exactly during that time. Yeah. Well, and and then. Um, Becoming a being a real estate agent and getting these online leads from realtor.com, I was like, I need to learn how to get my own online mm. online leads. Presence you and know what I yeah. mean? And so I got really into learning about you know internet marketing, digital marketing, all that. And I took a job with GoDaddy. Oh, 
Oh, really? And for GoDaddy Latin America, or, you know, in Spanish. So I'm taking calls <laughs> from all over Latin America and occasionally, uh, you know, the English, the o- what they call the overflow. So, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, Call centership. Yeah, so I learned so you're working website for that, hosting, but also doing real estate, yeah. Damn, so I learned website hosting, website design, yeah, webs- like website marketing, like... Like all of the stuff, which you know, which I thought would, well, yeah, which benefits me in, yeah. in, as a, as a real estate agent, and so so I was like kind of doing both. You're like learning every aspect of shit, which mm-hmm. is admirable. I have to give you some nuggets. <laughs> That's a real motherfucker. But dude, I was learning from the inside. It was so good, bro. It was yeah, so but good. I'm saying you're you're an excuse remover. It's like okay, what's what's gonna be the excuse? Well, I'll just go learn that shit myself. Fuck yeah, it. you know what I'm saying. There's too many people out here fucking just bitching and moaning about yeah. shit. You're out there fucking, you know, leading by example and <laughs> thank you with action. Thank Fuck you. this talk. Thank action. You. It's all about don't wait, action. Don't wait bro. for somebody to fucking do it for don't you. Wait. Just go and do it. Don't wait. That reminds me of another story. I'm gonna jot down right now and get back to it. But so I was working at GoDaddy, mm-hmm. and it was popping off. Dude, I was one of the top producers in GoDaddy because. I think people are hip to it now, but when I but when I was working there, I'd get these calls, and you know, you, it's inbound. You get yeah. these calls, and they basically want tech support. Okay. Like I'm saying, probably by now they're hip to they're hip to game, but they call in wanting tech support, and I give them some tech support, but you end up selling them something, you know? Yeah, you have to. Right? It's part of the job. Yeah. Upsell so, them or something. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. I was doing well. I was making good commission, and then I got a couple house deals. And I was like, all right, I ain't working at GoDaddy no more, <laughs> you yeah, know. And and uh, so I got a couple more house deals, was doing well, and then I didn't have any for, for you know, I didn't see any coming Feast anymore. Hey, Feast and famine. And so I was like, all right, I got my GoDaddy stuff down. I got my website down. I don't know how to do that stuff. Uh, I did some Facebook ads, and I didn't really like those. And my, my logic behind that was that look man when people see my facebook ads they're not looking for it they're just scrolling and happen to see it so i wanted to learn about google ads so i showed up when people search for me so i opened up my google ads account started getting into that had some questions call in you know calling for help yeah calling for help the guy's talking to me perfect english answering all my questions really nice all this stuff i'm like where you at man and he's like, oh, I'm actually in, uh, I'm actually in Tempe, Arizona. I was like, okay. what the fuck? I was like, do they offer you a referral bonus if, uh, you know, if you refer someone to work over there? And he was like, oh, let me get back to you on that. So fuck? yeah, he referred me. I started working selling Google Ads. I got oh, Mike Cardoso a job there. Matter of fact, <laughs> so, architect. Yes, architect. Okay, yeah, architect. Shout out uh, to architect. <laughs> shout out to architect. So he's still working there as we speak. Really? But, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, so but so then I learned the ins and outs of Google Ads. How many jobs have you had? Because <laughs> um, it's been all over the place, but you've learned so much. Yeah, yeah. It's targeted that's, though. That's like, I want to work here to learn this. That's the gist of it. Yeah, that's the gist of it. And and then um, COVID COVID hit, and yeah, and then we left that, and then my wife was like, you know what? I'm, we have a baby now. We need to raise him close to family. What if one of our parents dies from COVID and we're not even there and <laughs> we need to go back right now? And to El Paso. All right, all right. And, and, and here we are. And back when, to El Paso. Back to El Paso. When did you move back? About five months ago? Five weeks ago. Five weeks bro. ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, yeah. But I'm already licensed here. Renesoulshouses.com is. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to fucking put the link <laughs> on the shit when we drop the episode. 
What was the story you wanted to do? You had a story that you jotted down? Oh, yeah. It's all about action, right? Okay, we're going to cap it off with that. Yeah, we'll cap it off with this, all right? So, um, uh, my my sophomore year of high school, uh, I had already, freshman year, I had already taken psychology. Sophomore year was sociology. Oh, shit. And so, it's like all philosophical and shit, but, but. For math, for the masses, I don't know, whatever. But the professor or the teacher is like, he puts up a, he holds up first day, first day of class, holds up a twenty dollar bill, and says something to, to something to the effect of, of like, there is, How much n- is this there there is nothing, there is nothing without action, and he's held it up there, and everybody was like, what the fuck, and I was like, all right, well, I went up and I took that. I took oh, it. Okay. I took it. All right, I took yeah, it. He, he was just holding it up, and he said, "There's nothing without action." Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, he's so you like read between he's the lines." Giving that up, yeah. you know, he's like the first one to act is gonna get this. So and I he went and took you. it. Because <laughs> consequences. To that shit, you know what I'm saying? So I took it, and he was like, "He gets it." So it's all like you said. It's all he gets yeah. it. The squeaky you wheel take, gets the oil, man. You take the don't action. Get fed. What's that? A closed mouth don't get fed. Closed mouth don't get fed. The squeaky girl gets the oil. <laughs> you got to take action. Nothing so, changes if nothing changes. So many people, did, did you say it already? So many people So many people say they're going to start their podcast. Yeah. So many people say they're going to start yeah. their podcast. Well, so many people say life, they're going to start their business. Everything, everything, yeah. So many people say they're going to get in shape. <laughs> you yeah, know? It's everything. It's, I've, op- I've opened the gym. You know, yeah. I've started, started, I mean, being a real estate agent is, is your own business. No, yeah. you know, you're not on a salary. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not getting paid by the hour. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm fucking, you know, I'm, I'm a small time guy, but I remember my boy, I haven't talked to him in forever, man. We just kind of drifted apart, but he'd always talking about opening up a shop. I mean, he's my boy, but like literally after like the 10th time he brought it up with zero action, I told him, dude. You're my boy, I love you, man, but don't ever bring that shit up again, dog. You haven't done shit. That shit's annoying the fuck out of me, dog. <laughs> like, don't bring that shit up again, dog. Because I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you off as a friend. <laughs> Damn, we got like that, huh? I don't like. That's how hardcore I feel about that shit. That was in like. Talk is cheap. It's like, well, yeah, talk is cheap. It's like, if you have these dreams that you know, you know, you're never gonna do, cool. But don't talk about it because now you're subjecting me to your dumb shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm here to support you, but like, okay, oh yeah, fuck it, I'm down. Let's, let me know if you need any help. Then like a week passes by, a month passes by, two months pass by. Okay, well, where were we at with that? You still need my help? Because you're bringing it up to me. You're bringing it up in conversation. So I'm involved now. You know what I'm saying? So in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Are we doing something? In some or? way, shape, or form. Yeah. I'm there. And if, you know, six months go by, I'm like, dude, stop bringing that shit up. <laughs> but I have, I have a million examples of that shit, though. Everybody, Every, we all do bec- yeah. like million examples of friends telling us shit that they're never yeah. gonna do. Like, come on. But it, it, it just my thing is just don't 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 say it. Just keep it in your fucking head. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit because it's annoying. Well, some people say it in order for that accountability, you know. But yeah. But but then they don't. Yeah. Follow, follow up, through with follow it. Up, yeah. Follow through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. All right, man. Any fucking last words? Thank you. Shout outs, plugs. <laughs> well, I wish I, yeah, ReneeSellsHouses.com. We didn't even get to talking about Shit. houses and we're real gonna, estate. You're going to have to come back. And we're going to cut this off before I have to pee again. 
<laughs> pee again because I really have to pee. <laughs> Listen. I'm not peeing. Hold on. I'm not peeing. Right. You talk. You talk. <laughs> <laughs> the host of the show has just left me. Well, what I was going to say, even if he was still here with my closing words, and maybe I will expand on this more on my own social medias, just look up Renee Sells Houses, is that even though you're hearing that houses are getting expensive and, you know, people are paying over listing price for them and people are overpaying for the houses you better get your house as soon as possible because no matter how much you think you overpay for it prices are only going up now if you can't afford a house by all means don't get a house it's never a good idea to get something you can't afford but if you can't afford a house and you're just like eh, i'm gonna wait till the market crashes or some foolishness like that you're just being foolish and those are my last words. Did you run out of words? Huh? Did you run out of words? Or yeah. Damn, son. <laughs> you gotta get better at that. Listeners, I'm back. I had pee. I'm old. My bladder. All right. Any uh, final shout outs? Uh, thank yous? Anything else? ReneeSellsHouses.com. Renee. And that's R E N E. No double E, just one E. If you right. <laughs> double E would be for a girl. Exactly, but you're pronouncing it like <laughs> <laughs> Renee. Uh, I've, done, I've done a good job of saying Renee the whole time. I think so. And I'm showing yeah. you up a little bit yeah. on your own name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jesus. Hey, Zeus. All right, listeners. This is Sweet Jesus. Oh, hold on. I was about to close it out. No, I have to thank you, man. Thanks for coming through. This is an epic episode, man. I'm <laughs> Dude, not going to lie. Thanks for having me, bro. This is epic shit, I dog. I recorded history, <laughs> stories, everything, man. It's a fully loaded, action-packed episode. Dude, I'm going to tag David Rodriguez. And, well, I think I'm out of block him. I think we oh, maybe man. blocked each other. Somebody. Nah, it's, not, it's not making it about that here, man. This is, this is Rene Armijo, man. That's it's a, a great story. That was never that But was your never story is bigger. Than, but thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. All right. <laughs> And I'm just saying thank you, man, for coming through. Uh, off mic, whether it be today or later, we still got to talk more, man. You know what I'm saying? I get Hell good yeah. vibes from you. You know, it's fucking uh, mutual here. And uh, let's, let's fucking do something. I don't know what, but let's do Hell something. Yeah. Thanks for, for sure. coming through. Thanks to the listeners. This is Sweet Jesus Radio. Thank you for playing. <laughs> Sweet Jesus Radio.